With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome in. It is a beautiful Fox Sports Sunday. Hope you're all enjoying the highways and byways of life on this Memorial Day weekend. Remember to give a nod to those who allowed you to get on the highways and byways here in the Great United States, obviously uh, a heavy-hearted week. Lots of lots of storylines that can take you into uh, a bit of a political or just emotional place. Our job is to bring you the fun, right? That doesn't mean we shy away from talking about big topics, especially in the world of sports. But the idea here is on a Sunday morning, you're grabbing your paper, you're walking your dog, you're getting the kids to and from services, soccer, softball, whatever. We're here to have a good time, give you some information, some insights, maybe something to shake your fist at because you don't like a hot take theater kind of thing that we're coming to you. But uh, we do have the freedoms to go and do those things. So uh, my you know, heartiest uh, thank you to those who've had family members uh, who've given their lives for us. Uh, to be able to do what we do here, talking football, playing football, analyzing sports, watching our kids play, all of those fun things. There's your uh, start to Memorial Day Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks, five years in the league, NFL.com, NFL Network, analyst, Fox Sports. One, here with me each and every Sunday for four hours of glorious sports talk. How we doing, buddy? How was the week? Uh, the week has been good all things considered sure. like obviously um you had a tragedy in the middle of the week which uh kind of makes you pause and reflect but um you know it's just one of those things where you know we talk about always hugging the kids and the loved ones a little tighter uh when you see them because you never know when they walk out the door if they're coming back and you know like it's one of those things that in sports you know like sports has been the great distraction but sometimes real life filters into um our sports and entertainment world. So um, it's been different. It's been unique, but 
uh, as we say, the show must go on. That's it. We we come here together each and every Sunday. We've got our team, Brandon and Chris and Ilo, here making a sound so pretty, bringing the information, uh, the audio that you'll hear, the the quips, and I'm sure plenty of jokes from Ilo uh, on the way here uh, on the weekend. But uh, so much going on in the sporting world. We're getting ready for an F1 race out of Monaco. Uh, all the stars were out. Uh, and normally they're all dressed in suits and ties and all of these things. No, no, no. It's it's got to be warm because they were all mm-hmm. stripped down to uh, the bare polo uh, <laughs> as best they could, uh, et cetera. We've got uh, golf going on, a full day of Major League Baseball, but obviously a game seven in the NBA to mm-hmm. see who gets to go and play you know, that plucky upstart Golden State Warriors squad. The original <laughs> little engine they could. Yeah, Steph they were... Curry and their crew, they're, they're all the way back. Now, this is great uh, with the NBA. I think this has been a terrific run. And perhaps it's because we don't have necessarily the usual suspects that we're always talking about, namely LeBron James and some of those guys. So when you put those guys on the shelf, it has been an opportunity for other teams and other players to kind of step into the limelight. Um, and I think this has been terrific because you have on the Golden State Warriors side, it's not only the Warriors with Steph uh, Draymond and Clay, but it's been their younger players that have emerged and kind of grabbed the marquee. Jordan Poole, Looney, those guys have kind of stepped up. And then on this side, the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat, I think you have the emergence, not even the emergence, but kind of like the big stage breakout of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And then it's the scrappiness of the Miami Heat who are kind of doing it with Jimmy Butler and whoever else <clears throat> is available to play. And so I think in these games – for me, I love playoff um, intensity of any sport, but playoff basketball, when it becomes a little more physical, the stakes are a little higher. When the urgency kind of kicks in and everyone is playing at maximum effort, I love to see it. So this game seven tonight should be a good one. Yeah, the curiosity of it is, you know, you get to a game seven. You mentioned Jimmy Butler, who was starting to become the object of scorn after the, mm-hmm. you know, game five loss and like he didn't shoot seven to 45 from three point range, but you got to put a face on it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And at this point, since you've all but canonized, deified, and built statues to Pat Riley and Eric Spolster, you can't exactly blame them. Uh, but you're <laughs> I, also I get, in game seven where Bam Adebayo, for the most part, has been a bystander. Yeah, he's, been, he's disappeared. I, I, I get a little. I get a little smidge of uh, sarcasm and disdain for the Miami Heat based on your little commentary. No, 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 no. Um, it's just the you heat know culture. W- well, culture. well, but that's just it. The yes. culture has gotten so much love mm-hmm. that, in terms of all right, you go out and get blown out, and that's and that's a larger question to mm-hmm. talk about. I heard I heard an interesting theory uh, posited by uh, Don McLean. Uh, AM five seventy LA Sports. He was on uh, okay, Petros he, and, and Plashke. Okay, what did he, what did he say? Well, just kind of trying to talk about the culture, right? You and I before the show mm-hmm. were talking about you know my daughter's in the middle of a, a soccer tournament and they had a game. They won yesterday, but they actually allowed a goal, which for them they hadn't done in a while. Big deal. And they felt bad about it, right? Because mm-hmm. they thought it was much easier. Like you know, you give up a hard goal, fine. You give up a a free kick that just sails beyond the fingertips of a goalie. Fine. This one, they they wore a little bit, and yeah. and my daughter in particular, because they had a, a pretty good streak together. But the idea of, you know, you've got another opportunity pretty fast. That's just the way these, you know, sports goes. And and McLean posited to to some degree, and and look, folks get into mm-hmm. a lot of negatives about AAU ball 
mm-hmm. in terms of style of play. Right. He came at it from the approach of series basketball or the largesse of a season, especially like here, you're in a seven game series, right? Mm-hmm. So, and this was more speaking to the larger issue of these playoffs where we had so many blowouts. And while there were some, you know, tremendous comebacks, valiant efforts, some that fell short, there were other times where, all right, we're down 25, let's wave the white flag, right? The Warriors, mm-hmm. famously, Draymond and Steph dancing, you know, you've got another day to play. So for Don time. McClain, it was the, all right, if, I, if I'm getting blown out in my 9 o'clock AAU game, I probably have one at 11, one at 1, mm-hmm. and maybe one at 3.30. So that one doesn't. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And wondering how much of that has come to the NBA on some level, right? Mm. Thinking from a larger series perspective, yeah. especially where you're beat up at this time of year, mm-hmm. right? You've you've logged a heavy slate, and that and that goes back to Miami, uh, in and the way the the culture is because you are expected, although play some hard. cannot, but to play hard for the full forty eight. So there are some games where it's like, all right, we know we're not getting this back, so we need to keep some reserves. So trying to balance those expectations and what you're seeing, right? Because there's been a lot of complaining about the playoffs. So much as you and I may have enjoyed them, there's that, you know, call off in the distance of, ah, it's all blowouts. Like, well, yeah, so- there, there's been plenty. Don't, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. overall, new stars, new teams, and, and new opportunities for people to make a name. Yeah, so I, I do think there is something to the AAU culture that Don McLean is obviously talking about. He is certainly living it, uh, having been a big-time basketball player, having coached uh, on the circuit. There is a let's get to the next. Um, once you have a reasonable determination on where you are, sometimes you're like, hey, man, just chalk it up. Let's go to the next game. Let's not uh, expend a ton of energy trying to claw our way back into a game that, look, it, for all accounts, it's over. The thing about it though, and maybe there builds maybe a little level of resiliency because you are able to kind of wash those games away and get to the next one, which is why we've seen one team get beat by 20, the next game they come back and win by 20, and those things. But what I also wanted when it comes to the blowout nature of the game, the three-point shot has changed, and the amount of three-point shots that teams are taking, I mean, it's almost like a lottery ticket. Like, if, if you're on... You know, like people are breaking down the stats, but then you look at the three-point differential. A team makes 13, the other team makes three. I mean, it's a significant point variance. And so I think the three-point shot has made it where maybe it's harder to have these close games because there are teams that are living by the three and using the three maybe not like it was originally intended to be a, a supplement to your offense, some teams are making it where, hey, this is the main entree. What we do is we shoot a ton of threes. Dallas Mavericks, I think the Miami Heat shoot a ton of threes. Like, mm-hmm. And so if you're on, it's cooking. If you're off, it's going to be a long day for you at the office. Same can be said for the Boston Celtics because they also lean on the three ball quite a bit too. No, that's been the curiosity, right? Because the perception would be that the Warriors, again, looking ahead to the finals for a moment, we got plenty of time to talk about today's game and, and, and make the predictions. Two and a half is the line. Boston favored. 195.5 the total, so expecting a little a little bit of defense and, and, and physicality to pay, maybe play a huge role, and then it becomes the question of, all right, how many free throws? Uh, are we getting a free throw parade out of this uh, as we go? But, you know, for the Warriors, the, I, the perception is living and dying by the three, but you go back and look at what they did to the Mavericks, 
who tried to play that game despite not having a lot of great three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. But the Warriors dominated them in the interior. You mentioned yeah. uh, Kevon Looney earlier. I, I, If I had a vote for the series MVP, I would have voted for him. Yeah. Right? He was consistent and really made things a mess in the low post. But unfortunately, you're not putting up any gaudy numbers, right? Folks aren't going to look at a, a double-double and say, oh, that's great. Like, no, no, no. It, it changes everything, but it's not flashy. And Steph wins the Irvin Magic Johnson inaugural Western mm-hmm. Conference final. That's a mouthful to say, by the way, when presenting it. But to that point is they, they dominated in the interior, which, as we know, doesn't quite get the love that it deserves anymore. No, um, it doesn't. But he, he, here's what I'll say, because you mentioned the Golden State Warriors and what, what they're doing. Um, I feel like the league has tried to copy the Golden State Warriors blueprint from their heyday, where the three-point shot really has become a big factor. I think the difference is the Golden State Warriors don't necessarily use the three-point shot like that. They'll shoot it. Steph, I mean, Steph and uh, Clay and occasionally Draymond, they'll, they'll pump a three. But when you really look at them, they are a dribble-drive squad. They're trying to get their feet in the paint. They're trying to shoot layups. Uh, some selected mid-range, and then they're kicking out for the three. And if you overplay their three-pointer, they're going to drive and, and live at the rim. And if you don't have rim protection, they are going to shoot layup after layup after layup. And that's what we've seen. And so the challenge in defending them is because they have so many guys that can move, so many guys that are skilled that can handle it. you got a couple catch-and-shoot guys. They are a, a lot. They throw a lot at you. And so this has been kind of a nice reacquaintance, <laughs> getting reacquainted with the way the Golden State Warriors have dominated. But all these other teams in the league that have taken a piece of their blueprint and made it where we're all about the three-pointer, that's not what it is because you're not going to outshoot a team that is loaded with shooters in the Golden State Warriors. You have to find a way to make them play on your terms, and it's so hard because they have so many skilled players. Well, and you watch the the way they move without the ball, mm-hmm. right, and the extra passes and Draymond as a point forward or what whatever – Whatever we're assigning guys, right? Because we we know it's a fluid, positionless NBA anymore. Because he's the best thing they've got as far as a point guard, right? His mm-hmm. his ability to pass the ball, even though Steph fits the classical mold of a. By the way, he's still six three, folks. <laughs> uh, whenever we do the Steph Curry thing, he's still relative <laughs> to us walking around. Uh, he's he's a giant compared to most of us. So uh, just uh, don't don't forget that in the overall analysis of, of Steph Curry. Uh, but to the point, yeah, the the drive and kick, and Dallas did that successfully at times. Problem is they couldn't do anything on the interior, which no. means all right, this off season. What do you go do? Already rumors of, hey, sign and trade, go find Zach Levine. Sign and trade, go find this guy. So that's going to be fun to watch as we get to the silly season of the NBA. We'll talk more on the Eastern Conference Finals. Game 7 later on today, Boston and Miami. Back in Miami for Game 7, that number one seed. Although home court advantage hasn't meant a lot here. Boston's already won twice here uh, in the series. We'll see uh, how we uh, we see this one playing out a a little bit later on. Uh, full disclosure, uh, back in January, we picked a team that was kind of off the pace to make a run. I picked the Celtics, which means I can't jump off, Bucky, mm. at this point because they're still alive. That's the way I work. Not a believe in what, the culture. What, not a believe no, no, in the no, culture. No, I'm not. Look, Jimmy Butler, that's the hard part. 
is I don't think anybody has stand for Jimmy Butler in national media harder than I have going back to his days in Chicago through everything in Minnesota when the biggest problem he had was guys were lazy at practice, mm-hmm. right? Because that was the big rub there. And then he goes to Philly, and what's the same thing? He wants to push guys too hard, including the superstars, and they didn't like that. <laughs> and now he's down in Miami where he's found his place. Uh, and certainly any guy that can force people to cough up 20 bucks for a cup of coffee is always going to have my admiration. The Jimmy <laughs> Butler Coffee Company uh, lives strong. Everybody paying full price. He's Bucky Brooks. Find him on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, uh, we turn our attention to the fun and exciting world of the NFL, and we're into quote-unquote voluntary workdays. Yeah, we'll take a, a turn at that terminology and a couple of quarterbacks staying away. Uh, what's similar? What's different? Next on Fox. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Garman alongside Bucky Brooks. Thanks for being along with us today. However you're listening, your local affiliate, some 400-plus strong, Sirius XM Channel 83. It is a free preview weekend, so go. Uh, you can get it there if you're in your car or always on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, download it give, it. give it as a gift. Give that link. Father's Day is coming up. Right? All sorts of birthdays in June, I'm sure. Graduation presents. I mean, lots of ways to distribute. And uh, you know what? All it's going to cost you is a little bit of time and creativity of how you package that link. Mm-hmm. It's really all it comes down to. Email, text. Maybe a nice card that you drew up where you'd write out the the URL. I don't know. Get creative. Be crazy. Uh, but bring more people to the table. We always appreciate uh, a few more folks that are either agreeing, disagreeing strongly. You know, you can do that whole rating. Do you agree very strongly with what they just said? Do you not like them at all? Uh, all of those fun things. Uh, but come on in uh, and bring some folks with you. Uh, we're having a party here on Fox Sports Radio for the holiday weekend. So... 
voluntary OTAs. Mm-hmm. And we get into the the term voluntary as it's used is to me sometimes laughable mm-hmm. at this stage of the game, right? And I know veterans have earned their right in theory, in theory, not to be there. But there's circumstances, and, and we've got two quarterbacks that I think for very different reasons need to be at their OTAs. Mm. Now, for Aaron Rod, well, but but it both comes mm-hmm. back to the same, I think the same principle, but just guys at different ends of their career. When we look at Aaron Rodgers, we look at Lamar Jackson, obviously Lamar Jackson uh, shouting back at Chris Sims on social media mm-hmm. uh, regarding his uh, non-attendance uh, of OTAs. And that doesn't mean he's not working. That doesn't mean like he's not getting in shape. I, I think sometimes it gets painted with such a broad brush that we, we lose sight you know, lose the forest for the tree, uh, as it were. For Aaron Rodgers, you've got a a completely new set of wide receivers. So as good and efficient as you have been, it takes time to build said operational efficiency. So every opportunity to get on the field with your new guys is, to me, advantage Rodgers, advantage Packers. So staying away particularly after they've made some really big concessions to you in the form of a $50 million contract and whatever other promises Mm -hmm. we don't know about, right, to get him to come back and continue to play and not force any more ham-handed attempts uh, in media to create uh, waves, that you, you did that. For Lamar Jackson, well, you've got the contract issue, which we're all curious about, right? For all we know, there's a giant stack of papers sitting on his desk yeah. or something in his house, right? Yeah. And now it's quibbling about some language or about the dollar amount and which comps are there. Which quarterback am I getting paid like or above, etc.? Because we know those those things happen. But for Lamar Jackson, it's the same same principle with just you're still, even though you've got an MVP in the trophy case, there's still work to be done in the passing game, particularly with the passing, you know, targets that are there for you. You've got Andrews. Okay, mm-hmm. great. The rest of these guys are all young or just showed up, right? Rashad Bateman may be a great player. Yeah. He may develop into a fantastic player. Right now he's 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 not a jag, but he's he's a guy. Yeah. And he's number one on the depth chart based on, well, that's what you have in your in your cupboard. Right, Marquise Hollywood Brown, we talked about it last week. We've talked about it all season. He's a guy that didn't have a lot of uh, things, you know, the Felix the Cat, the old bag. There you go. I'm adding some extra homework <laughs> for you to go check out some old cartoons. But, like, there's not a lot in the bag, right? He is yeah, what he is at this right. point, and his game is pretty straight line. So he's gone, and he was your favorite guy outside of Andrews and the running backs. Well, the running back room is a little bit different because those guys are coming back physically different after missing a year due to injuries. So for Lamar Jackson, not so much the, hey, I want to be here, so let's play. The, the money stuff's going to work itself out. But more for your own continued growth with a team that is different, right? It's it's a different, and it's a receiving core that's not proven that these days are, are crucial in the development. Yeah, these days are crucial. And so a couple different things because – We touched on it when it comes to OTAs and voluntary and what voluntary means. Voluntary means uh, different things for different 
people based on where they're at, their station in life on an NFL roster. When you're a superstar, voluntary is absolutely voluntary. When you are a guy who is fighting for a roster spot or a guy who has lived on the bubble, voluntary is mandatory. And you have to approach it as such. Um, for quarterbacks, you know, there's this fine line because quarterbacks are obviously, in most instances, the person who is viewed as or expected to be the leader. They are the ones who are commanding the most money from a compensation standpoint. So from them, you expect a little more and you also demand a little more from them. Uh, when you are the quarterback and the team's fortunes kind of rest on your right or left arm, you would like them to be around so they can make sure that the offense is rolling the way that it needs to roll. Particularly when you have a bunch of young players or new players trying to figure out a new system, you want the veteran quarterback to be there. Because when you get to the regular season and training camp and those things, the reps are all about the ones. So if we talk about uh, a practice being one where you may have, let's see, 80 plays on a practice script over the course of the day. The starting quarterback is going to take anywhere from 65 to 68 of those plays throughout the practice day. The ones are the ones who primarily get the reps. And so when you have the receivers running routes and doing things and listening to the cadence and hearing the communication and all that stuff from a backup player who more than likely is not going to start, I don't want to say you're wasting time, but you're wasting opportunities to continue to strengthen the bond and the chemistry between the perimeter players and the quarterback, the offensive line and the quarterback, everyone knowing exactly what to do. In Aaron Rodgers' case, look, man, I know he's a four-time MVP. I know he can play the game, but it's not about Aaron. It's about the young guys that they're bringing in, the new Sammy Watkins, who's not a young guy, but a new receiver coming in, the three draftees that they're bringing in. It's about getting those guys up to snuff. But ultimately, you're the quarterback, you're the superstar, unless you're in an environment where the head coach feels comfortable enough to kind of call you out. Those guys kind of do what they want to do. Well, and, and certainly in Green Bay, we watched them acquiesce. Yeah. Right? They could have taken a much hard, more hardline stance, and instead he seemingly got whatever he wanted. Right, and he has, and he has it right. Bay. And then, like, look, he, he's done it a ton. And, yeah, there's some work that Jordan Love can, can do and those things. But in a situation critical, you want to take this time in the offseason at a pace that is not quite as intense as the training camp pace and the regular season pace to make sure that you get all those newbies on the same page with the expectation standard. Because once we kick it off for real, not a lot of time to then, hey, let's Well, but the improvisational side of it, that's the other thing. And and that's the thing that binds these quarterbacks to a degree, Mm -hmm. right? As both Aaron and Lamar is you're talking about guys that are throwing on the run, that it's going to go off script a lot. And the more time you're on a practice field with them, the more they're going to get used to your tendencies how the ball's coming out. And for Lamar Jackson, right, one mm-hmm. of the theories that, that's floated about, whether, whether you like it or not, I mean, mm-hmm. go back to, to Harbaugh a couple years ago when people were like, all right, he's going to run a lot less, right? It's like, he goes, well, no. That's what, that's what makes Lamar, Lamar Lamar, right? But that doesn't mean that there doesn't need to be improvement on the other side, mm-hmm. right, in terms of the passing acumen. But, you know, some theory theories, both for he and Kyler Murray, is that, they're quibbling with, hey, I want the offense changed a little bit to where it's not as reliant on that. It's like, well, 
you've got to get your skill and acumen and accuracy to that level. And like they, they go part and parcel, right? They they kind of go hand in hand yeah. with and, each other there. Yeah, they do go hand in hand in terms of skill development because no matter what, it's a development league. Every player, no matter what level, no matter what stage, continue needs to continue to develop, develop and refine their skills as they continue to move along their NFL path and journey. Tom Brady every day has to be coached hard, has to be uh, drilled on the fundamentals to make sure that he is able to continue to maintain the high level of consistency that he's been able to uh, perform at for the majority of his career. Um, When you have young guys like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, those reps are about refining their skills, putting them in a situation where they can play at a consistent level. The trick that you have with both of uh, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's case is you have a dispute over a contract. Kyler Murray is entering the fourth year of his league. He's now eligible for an extension. He and his agent representatives have certainly voiced their desire to have a contract uh, presented before them uh, in training camp. They want a contract that is obviously uh, one that puts them in the $40 million club. The Cardinals, now they've said that they will get something done, but the Cardinals should pause and make sure that they want to continue to go along this path and pay him that kind of money based on what he's shown. Now, I don't know if he's shown the football world enough to say, like, absolutely, he's a $40 million-plus quarterback. We want to hitch our wagon to him. He is going to take us to higher heights. You have to determine that. Lamar Jackson, based on what the Ravens are saying, the Ravens are trying to get to the table. Right. Lamar Jackson doesn't want to come to the table. Does Lamar Jackson want a contract that is uh, fully guaranteed like Deshaun Watson has? Does Lamar Jackson want to have a contract that puts him in the – Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers discussion when it comes to annual year uh, annual compensation. No one knows because Lamar Jackson hasn't really talked about it, and because he represents himself, it's hard to kind. Of, we're not getting the leaks in the media sure. to kind of know what's coming from that vantage point, and so it makes it very very difficult to, to to figure it out. But ultimately, Lamar Jackson, who may elect to bet on himself. He's going to have to show up and eventually perform. And the only thing that he has to show up for is the the, the mandatory minicamp. It's one time a month, sometime in the month of June. And then Kyler Murray has to do the same. But when it comes to deals and money and all that other stuff, look, man, we're just kind of in a holding pattern because neither team has to do anything at this point. No, that's right. They can wait. Well, it's funny just uh, to tag it and because I want to get back to the Tom Brady thing after we talk to Ilo here in a second, um, is that with Kyler Murray – you know, Steve Kime, and, and I, I've been very critical on this program mm-hmm. and every platform I've been on. You, you extended Kingsbury, which means you believe in what's going on, mm-hmm. and those kind of go together, right? You can't blame Kyler Murray for second-half collapses but reward Kingsbury yeah. with an extension, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. incongruous. It just does not work logically. Although, again, Steve Kime and logic, other than a couple of trades— it's, it's really been a roll of the dice. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Arman here at Fox Sports Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, what Chris Sims mentioned re- related to Tom Brady 
and Lamar Jackson is what I wanted to get back into. But first, let's kick it over to Isaac Lohenkron, get an update on what's going on in our sporting universe. Hey, buddy. Good morning, fellas. What's going on? Game sevens, both in the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs, starting with the Stanley Cup playoffs and the New York Rangers forcing a game seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals with a 5-2 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday night at Madison Square Garden. Game seven on Monday at Carolina. In Major League Baseball Saturday night, the Padres led the Pirates 2-1 with one out of the top of the ninth inning, but Pittsburgh had two men on and key Brian Hayes at the plate. Here's the 0-1. Swinging a fly ball, hit well out to left. This is deep, and this one is gone! Key Brian Hayes puts the Pirates up 4-2. That would be the final score, the call on KDKA. By the way, KDKA holds the distinction of being the first station to broadcast a sporting event when they broadcast a boxing match in 1921. Boom. Elsewhere, the New York... Uh, yeah, they're responsible for starting this travesty. <laughs> How dare you say that? I, I Actually, I was referring to me and me being inflicted. Oh. I, I think you guys compensate for that, so I appreciate you well, guys. Well, it's all... Uh, we, we try to achieve balance in the force. Speaking of balance... Uh, Interesting balance going on with uh, your weeknight show because your guys' team, uh, Mike, the New York Mets, now lead the National League East by eight and a half games. They beat yeah. the Phillies eight to two. Dodgers winning at Arizona three to two as Mookie Betts led off the game with a home run, his 14th home run of the season. Four hit game for Justin Turner. Los Angeles Angels catcher Kurt Suzuki is okay after he suffered a neck contusion during Saturday Saturday night's game against Toronto. A warm up pitch bounced off the ground ricocheted and hit him in the neck. The Blue Jays would go on to win the game 6-5. to five. And of course, finally in the NBA tonight, 8.30 Eastern, Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Miami Heat hosting the Boston Celtics. The winner faces the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. Mike and Bucky. Appreciate you, Ilo. I thought you were going to say by way of contrast, your White Sox stink. Oh, I really kind of thought yeah. you were going there for me. No, I actually wasn't. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I've had to endure that oh, on I the know. weeknight show oh, I as know. well. Well, it's, it's, it's only May. There's still time. No, that's it. It's okay. an ebb and flow. All Get right. healthy. Play some uh, lower opponents. Uh, although you thought you were playing a lower opponent in the Crosstown Classic over mm-hmm. the weekend. And they take it on the chin uh, on Saturday to the Cubs. At Isaac Lowenkron, where you find him on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Find Bucky at Bucky Brooks. Read him, NFL.com. See him, NFL Network. Uh, here, uh, as Ilo referred to, 7 to 11 Pacific weeknights. Myself alongside Jason Smith. I wanted to circle back just really quickly and tag, because uh, Chris Sims you know, brought up Tom Brady's mm-hmm. name in the Lamar Jackson analysis of you know, not being at OTAs, Jackson clapped back, but saying, you know, in year four, you know, Tom Brady would have still been at, I, and I'm tired of it. Like that, that's become the the worst to me in every sport. It's like, well, Michael Jordan wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom Brady wouldn't have done that. Like those guys are singular, otherworldly beings, mm-hmm. right? Tom Brady is something you want to study in a museum mm-hmm. at this point, right? How he his brain processes information. Physically, TB12, whether you buy into the methodology, whether you don't, whether you buy the sleep recovery pajamas or you don't, <laughs> all of those things, right? You, you can decide, you can scrap 90% of it maybe, and he's just this unique being. But we always go to that as like, well, this guy wouldn't have done it. Like, well, 
Right. He's the outlier. Like the contracts, like I've talked about with Brady forever and when everybody got mad at Christian Kirk. Just because somebody does something differently yeah. and a team does something differently, doesn't make it's them not standard. And it doesn't make them wrong. Right? For Brady, he had, because of his long career, he's made a ton of money, plus endorsements, plus investments, mm-hmm. plus a wife who's worth a couple hundred million dollars. Decisions are going to be made differently as to how he approaches his career at every stage. Likewise, the Jaguars, trying to bring in talent with mm-hmm. a new coach and a young quarterback, had they overpay, overpaid. Had to overpay, maybe overpay for a little bit of it. Right, yeah. and if that and if that's the case, that's the case. But that doesn't reset the marketplace, no. right, where Brady's under what everybody wants at the quarterback position or Christian Kirk is, quote, overpaid based on what his accomplishments to date. So it's it's that kind of thing. So whenever we we throw Brady in, like I I hear it and I bristle because like all right, why do we have to compare the guy, you know, to, to the the standard for the the business? There's a lot of other exemplars that we can we can reach to and try to say all right, here's how they operated their career and went on to great success without going to the guys that are acknowledged as the greatest of all time. Yeah, it's um. It's tricky because, you know, Tom Brady is viewed as the gold standard at the position. And so we always want to do this. I mean, this is what we do on the outside. We compare those to the standard. We compare uh, everyone to Michael Jordan in basketball. We compare everyone to Tom Brady now in football because of their accomplishments in terms of being the ultimate winners in their respective sports. But it's it's different. And it's a different time. And... Look, I'm not saying that Chris Sims is wrong for saying that Lamar Jackson needs to be there. And I'm not necessarily saying that Lamar Jackson is wrong for clapping back. I would say, having been in there from a from a, a coach standpoint, from an executive standpoint, you always like to see your best players in the building. Because your best players, your leaders, are the ones who can impact and influence the team the most. Their word, their actions go a long way. And so what you would like to see as Lamar Jackson is in his fourth, fifth, entering his fifth season, what you would like to see is Lamar Jackson begin to really impress upon the team his personality, his traits, mm-hmm. his leadership ability, so they begin to take on more of his stuff. But everybody's not necessarily built for that. There's some players who like to lead by example. You know, hey, man, look at me perform. You see me perform. You get inspired. We go about it. You know, but right now, no, no one knows. And because we're operating on the guys that these are voluntary workouts, it's that fine line, which is why John Harbaugh said, hey, man, you got to speak to Lamar Jackson. I can't speak for him. You take that too. That's right. But I can tell you that every coach, every coach would love to have their top player, particularly their quarterback in the building, because they have that kind of influence. Start that message, uh, top-down approach. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Carmen. Coming up next, we'll stay in the NFL. And another coach, you mentioned Harbaugh, another coach uh, standing up for one of his guys uh, in, in the coaching world. We'll talk about that coming up next year on Fox. What? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. 
the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. And it's Fox Sports Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. Mike Armin alongside Bucky Brooks. Coming up at the top of the hour, yeah, we have to talk about the slap. And no, we're not revisiting Will Smith. No, it is the fun fam Peterson fantasy football beef. I speak for nearly uh, 20, what, three years experience dealing with it from a professional standpoint. And obviously playing it, showing my age back when we were still just handing out spreadsheets for your <laughs> week's accomplishments coming out of the whatever you decided to use. Oftentimes for us, it was the USA Today uh, back in the day. But uh, we'll get into that coming up in about 10 minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. I wanted to touch on really uh, quickly because we were talking about a bunch of coaches and how they're you know, trying to push forward, right? And, and Colin Kaepernick, uh, a workout with the Raiders. And some quotes from McDaniels. We'll get into that as the show goes. But former Chiefs running back LaShawn McCoy uh, hit up a podcast, the I Am Athlete podcast. That's Brandon Marshall uh, and and his crew. Uh, And talked about Eric Biennemi. And said on the podcast that Biennemi, quote, talks to players in a fashion that players take issue with. And suggested he's unable to relate to people mm-hmm. in the proper uh, and that's why he hasn't been hired as a head coach and Andy Reid stood up for his longtime assistant uh as you would expect said quote sometimes it's hard on a veteran player maybe mm-hmm. the performance level isn't what it used to be and it's hard to take sometimes but he's going to push you to maximize what you got that's one of his strengths he'll come in and shoot you straight sometimes you want to hear it and sometimes you don't. And obviously McCoy at the end with Kansas City, and look, he got a, got a ring out of the deal, right? Not a, not a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly, as we talk about relating to players contract-wise and where they are in their development as far as OTAs, it's the same way uh, as you're trying to figure out places in a room, like a running back room, what's your carry and workload, right? How much are you in the passing game? Is your blocking acumen still off the snuff so you can be on the field on those plays, whether you want to be or not, those kind of things. But for for Andy Reid saying, all right, this is just nonsense. And it's particularly as this one seemed more specific Mm -hmm. to the way LaShawn McCoy directed. I'd be interested in some of the follow-ups if Andy Reid had any theories of why the enemy hasn't gotten that shot because we've certainly all had them. Mm -hmm. But in this particular case, you know, it's a, all right, you, you gave me a layup as related to what you were for our squad. Yeah, so here's the thing, uh, Shady McCoy, and I certainly respect Shady McCoy. Um, appears to be maybe a future gold jacket guy Could be, line. yeah. Um, and he's right now. Full, dis- full disclosure, I know Eric Bieniemy. I know Eric Bieniemy well. I can count him as a friend. 
and those things. I will say Eric Bieniemy coaches people hard, meaning he's very confrontational. He demands a high level of accountability when it comes to the way that you play and perform. And if you want to see Eric Bieniemy in action, all you have to do is look at welcome rookie Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, his rookie year at Minnesota, bristled at how Eric Bieniemy coached him, but that same coaching helped Adrian Peterson become the back that he became in the National Football League. For Shady McCoy, a veteran who had played in the league 10, 11 years when he gets to Kansas City, it's going to be hard for a veteran who has had the highs that he's had, but maybe on the downside of his career, to hear someone challenge him about his game. Trying to get what's left. And so it's one of those things that we'll have to continue to discuss. But yeah, like veteran players don't like being held accountable like that. We'll tap on that as the show continues. But coming up next, The Slap here on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, yo, welcome in. Hour two of the program here at Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. At Bucky Brooks, where you find him on Twitter, read his latest, NFL.com. And if you run into him, the man will preach wisdom on whatever subject you need. That's what he is. Renaissance man. Find me over at Swollen Dome. I say a lot of random stuff. We'll talk a lot about movies and television and radio. Things I like, things that hit me a little differently. And, uh, well, we can all fight and debate about those. Because you know what? It's all just fun and games. And that's the beauty of it. Try to keep it light. Try to keep it entertaining because uh, we are an escape, right? And and I have to, Bucky, I've had to teach myself that again. Um, mm. You know, you need resets sometimes in your world. This broken hand thing is is you know perspective changing. Yeah, you know, slows you down a little bit. Yeah, so I've got I've got for those that that haven't heard the story, uh, took a nasty spill, broke my hand. And so I've got a bunch of pins sticking out, right, as you were, to put it in. So I joke that I'm working on my Wolverine exoskeleton, (laughs) and then I'm going to get there. But the larger thing is that, you know, every few years I've had, you know, a car accident, whatever, and you just pause for a moment and just say, you know what? You you need to take time. You need to appreciate this, that, the other, right? It sounds... Mm -hmm. You know, pie in the sky, whatever. But but it's a reality, at least for me, in the moment. So trying to restart some of the projects that have been sitting idle for a while. But where I can, now I'm sitting and it's like, all right, I'm going to binge watch a show. I don't normally do that. Normally it's one and done. I'll get back to it when I get back to it. And then, hey, it's been three months. Uh, we actually went out. We got people out. Uh, Ty Shirt, our, our board uh, technical producer for our evening show and... And Jason Smith and I, we actually went and saw Maverick. How was late that? night on Thursday? How was that? I loved it. Really? I loved okay, it. Okay, so and here, let, let me tell you, because I'm not like Top Gun's a good movie to me. Like for for Jason, it's canon. Like it's a very close to the chest. This is one of my all time favorites. Yeah. So going kinda, in, it was kind of interesting. That's kind of how I feel about it. Okay. And so he walked out. And we talked about it on Friday's show. No spoiler. The only disappointment he really had, he goes, well, it was a little slow here. But he didn't like the soundtrack. That you wish there were a few more hits kind of thrown in. <laughs> okay. Right. And right. and so to play to your emotions, a lot of the original music is pulling from the original. Mm. Which is fine. Right? They, 
like movie series do that all the time. So that's not a big deal. For me, the story held, the snarkiness, a lot of good one-liners. The uh, fighter sequences are just ridiculous. Like, so see it on a big screen with the Dolby sound or whatever the best sound is that you uh, think you can find in a movie theater and, and just immerse yourself in it. I It was a little over two hours. I, I thought it was uh, well worth staying up for after a very long day. Mm. And so pretty excited. But, you know, as part of the, the reset, like allowing myself to say, all right, I'm going to be a little tired on Friday, but we got to make this, make this thing happen. We got to do that. Likewise, you know, when folks want to talk about sports when you're out and about, Hey, what did you think about this? Mm -hmm. There was a time where, like, I'd gotten a little tired of that, right? Kids' birthday parties where you're like, all right, I I don't want to do my show standing here at a Chuck E. Cheese or Bounce House to be named here. You know, I don't want to do it. Now it's like, yeah, sure, let's talk. What do you got? As long as you're going to give me an opinion coming back, right? I'll I'll trade you. You want to tell me as a fan of a team, you know, how you're feeling. Like, we'll talk Darvin Ham and his hiring by the Lakers. Some folks really strongly against it. Mm. Others just going, well, I don't know. I mean, we had a lot of folks standing for Doc Rivers, which is the, I was standing there going, I don't know. What do, how do you come to this conclusion? But it's those kind of resets of appreciating what we get to do mm-hmm. for a living. That was the long way of getting to it, of you know just pausing and recognizing we do get to weave in pop culture we do get to talk we're given the freedom here uh by our bosses thank you to don scott julie everybody uh to talk about what we want to and they stand behind that trying to entertain inform etc you do get a nice uh trailer for mission impossible though so i I gotta tell you part one of what the next mission impossible is jeez the guy just keeps back so my thing yeah just keep going yeah my thing with top gun is because the movie was in the 80s. Yep. We're now in 2022. I was just trying to have a hard time. I was, was having a hard time figuring out like how the sequel can come 30 plus years later. And it's a believable deal. So without having going to see it, I'll probably go see it in the next week or so. That was the part that I was coming out. I was like, well, okay, but time. like anything, you've got to, you got to give a little bit of a suspension of disbelief <laughs> based on Tom Cruise's <laughs> age. And again, like Tom Brady, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. avocado, I've always questioned avo- part cyborg yeah. avocado, for him and avocado ice cream. yeah, for those two guys and yeah. for LeBron James. Yeah. There's always been a little bit of uh, all right. There's something mm-hmm. different uh, in the water they're drinking. It. Okay, all right. But that's, for Tom Cruise, like he gets to be snarky, which is <laughs> you know check mark all the way back to risky business and all the right moves and all of that. And I certainly mean, I like in the first all Top Gun, of, all of those things were my favorite. Like all the right moves, I love. Rick, risky business is another one. One of the I classics think, that yeah. was on after I got home from the movie and turn on the TV as I'm trying, like I need noise behind me to try to fall asleep. Yeah. That happened to be on. That's funny. Yeah. So that's one of my favorites. Absolutely. Yeah. So I get that. So look, Tom, Tom Cruise is an icon. Uh, I just wondered how it was going to come together. But if you say you give it a thumbs up recommendation, cool. Me and my broken hand, I'll give you the thumbs up. I'm I'm good with it. So now I got to go check it out for sure. No, I, I felt good about it. Again, you'd like another hit or two, and one of the scenes needed a punchier song. And I think after you see it, you'll you'll I'm maybe just, agree with me on yeah. that. But other than that, I I, I thought it worked in the uh, special, not really special effects. I mean, I, I saw a report. What was the uh, the number? It was like eleven thousand, uh, like eleven thousand five hundred bucks an hour 
to uh, borrow mm. and rent the planes that they used. Wow. So per hour. So figure a lot of times they're just sitting idle. Good gosh. That's a, for weeks at a time. That's a huge budget. Now that's it. Which is why he said, hey, I wasn't going to any on-demand platform. <laughs> yeah, Damn we, it. We're going we're to gonna big screen. In the theater. We're going to you know, partner with every business, every fast food company that's going to have us. <laughs> product, <laughs> product placement everywhere. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. You want to start playing playing that game? You just start with your Telestrator. Just start there are laser pointers like there. There, mm-hmm. there, there. Uh, no question about it. Uh, but certainly, uh, for me, a worthwhile experience. Uh, it's good to get back to the movies. Good to get back in amongst folks. Obviously, stay safe out there, people. Uh, take care of yourselves. Look after your people. Uh, and and be smart about what you're doing out there. And certainly, as you hit the roads this weekend, uh, let's be careful. Uh, be courteous. Uh, and you know, keep your eyes peeled because we know holiday weekends bring us uh, a lot of uh, negative news and tragedies on the road. So uh, we don't want to add to any of those situations. So be smart uh, as you're out there. Uh, But to that point, we did have an altercation on a Major League Baseball field. Now, Friday, it was the gift that Jason Smith and I got right ahead of our show. (laughs) We start seeing video going, wait, what? He did what? And like, here's the Zapruder film from behind the batting cage of what looks to be a physical altercation. We got guys clearing, you know, from the bullpen and everything else. Uh, and Tommy Pham slapping Jock Peterson. I feel like we need that. Uh, I feel like we need that sound drop from David Chappelle. Oh, Slap. Yeah, no, you just did it well. Uh, so a dispute over their fantasy football league. Peterson had a long explanation on it, talking about the particulars I mean, you're the fantasy guru. We're just kind of give a brief breakdown. Yeah, so no, because this was like three minutes long. Fams was long. So we'll just condense it here. Um, look, there's lots of ways to configure a league. In this particular case, you had a player ruled out, and he went and he hit the waiver wire and found a replacement. Argument then ensues over, are you illegally stashing players uh, and roster management and gamesmanship uh, to which I would just respond really quickly if I'm Jack Peterson. I-, I don't write the code, man. This is how the league was set up. Uh, get over it. Uh, but evidently, he also took some shots at, at the Padres, and that's part of what was still mm. circling here. Uh, Warren Sharp and others uh, have tried to pinpoint it to uh, what might be week eight of the 2020 season. So we're talking long-standing issue here. And, and which would also put Jock Peterson in the uh, World Series mm. uh, at that moment. Uh, so you have that floating in, in all of it. But getting slapped on the field, and then Fam went into a big thing about how he's a big deal in Vegas and a big gambler and a high roller, and you know this. And obviously, you know he's a guy that comes with a bit of a, a history to him. Recently, uh, a fight over a slide with a catcher. And then go back to the quarantine when he was stabbed outside of a gentleman's club at two in the morning. Oh, multiple man. times. Multiple times stabbing. Now the report and his side of the story is people got too close to his car, mm. and words ensued and led to a repeat stabbing. Mm. And but we'll take it what it is. The guy talks about wanting to throw down and you know anytime anywhere. 
Our, our guy, Sean Merriman, uh, oh. happy belated birthday. He can sign him up. Okay. As they say, on site. That's what the young people say. So hold on. hold on. Which sound do we want to play, Brandon? I don't want to do the two-minute jock. All right, option number two. Let's go to the banks. All right, so this is this is the update from Jock because we got the long explanation because he had his receipts on Friday. On Saturday, we've got the follow-up. We didn't ever had any uh, more contact. That only time we texted was in the uh, in the group text, and I mean it was over a so year ago. A- yeah, it was a uh, surprise. But. Did he just come up to you, talk, or was there like an argument before he slept? No, there was no real argument. He kind of came up and said, "I don't know. You remember from last year?" And I was like, "Fantasy football." And he's like, "Yeah, I, yeah." In cheek. So there you go. Thank you to the team, uh, Brandon, and to our guy Chris uh, pulling that up quickly. So there, there's the update. All right, this gestated for this entirety, and in the end, Fam got pulled. There's an investigation. He gets a three-game suspension, retroactive, right for that date, which is costing him over a hundred thousand dollars. Mm. So. We we talk about money in leagues and obviously playing in fantasy leagues. We've all been part of them, whether it's a $20 buy-in, $50. Maybe you get a little bit spicier in your leagues. In this case, you start getting into uh, guaranteed contracts and Major League Baseballs and millionaires playing. Maybe the stakes got even higher, uh, as fam is alluding to. Like, it's you know, he started messing with my money. But as a guy that did administration of leagues and, and had a super – user ID. So like if you were saying something really wasn't working properly in your league, I'd be able to go in and check the settings, you're, check the roster transaction. Yeah, you'd administrate like, it. I could see all of it. Yeah. And I'd be able to write the, you know, it worked exactly as designed. Here's your league's constitution and here's the part over roster substitutions and how a player being out is categorized, right? And what you can do with your roster there. Like we wrote extensive help and rules pages to this effect. And I joked, and I was telling you before, uh, I wrote a book. I mean, this is a long, long time ago. Steve Smith now coaching with the Giants. He, I, I got to pick a photo of him as my cover boy. But it, I, I wrote multiple pages on the idea of just reading and knowing your league setting. And the editor was like, no, nah, we don't need this. I'm like, mm. yeah, you have no idea what you're talking about. It's like, you, you hired me to be the expert, you know, the subject matter expert. Trust me. This could be five times as long with the number of cautionary tales of things that I've seen people do in their leagues, intentionally yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you have some unscrupulous commissioners who may change things to their own benefit that's during the league. Yeah, that's So there's some that, of that stuff. That's why you want to be the commissioner. That's the whole point. <laughs> the, the perks, that's part of the perks of the job. Wow, look at you. Yeah. Um, now you're just advocating cheating. What a bad. No. What a. You're supposed to be the pillar of America. I mean, I. I you're a teacher. I, get, I, get, I mean, I, I kind of get that, but <laughs> I do understand why you might, you might just kind of want to have like a little sway and influence to be able to do some of these things. No, I, I get that, but in this case, you know, if if this was the way the league has had operated the entire season, all of a sudden in this. <laughs> juncture you're mad and, then, and this also goes to you're playing across different platforms because peterson was quick to note it was an espn league which may handle you know the base and what their idea of roster mm. composition 
yeah. and flow of game may be different philosophically in the standard settings to my fantasy league, Yahoo, CBS, wherever else you might be playing, right? So that's the other thing. If you're playing in multiple leagues, you can have completely different systems for pretty much any part of the playing experience. Yeah, but have to, to have a man walk up and slap you. I mean, that's, that's very aggressive. That's what I would say, very aggressive based on my fantasy football experience as a three-time champion Look in my you. leagues. I'm just saying I've never been that aggressive. I, I basically got the, the rock eyebrow raise from just, Bucky I'm, there. I'm if we, had, you know, if just, we had the video, like you, you did I, I the learned, full pause and raise. I learned very on it in the media world. You want to make sure that you qualify yourself. So I want to make sure I gave you my no, qualifications right. when it came to fantasy football. And so now I have, to, I have to add that to your intro. <laughs> Again, like you're a wrestling champion. Three times! <laughs> Heavyweight champion of the world! Yeah. And so I I, I understand that. T- to me, though, this is – I don't know what Major League Baseball says to this. When this comes across Manfred's desk, I know he's like, what are, what are we doing? What are we talking about? An active fantasy aggression football. over fantasy, fantasy football. I mean, we know guys that have played in leagues, and a lot of them are charity. We talked to our guy, Michael Fabiano. He's over at Sports Illustrated, longtime uh, NFL Network. Mm-hmm. He, he's been a, a friend of mine for uh, going on a long time. We've been in – grew up in this business – together and you know he plays in in a bunch of leagues most of them when athletes and celebrities involved there's a charity element now there might be some side bets mm-hmm. that come into play little side bet little side bet you know me buddy. me you and our head to head matchup or whatever but you know for this it really gets you intrigued as to what the stakes were right what the waiver wire mm-hmm. you know composition is are we paying real dollars into a free agent acquisition budget uh, and all of those kind of things. But certainly a situation that put Major League Baseball at the forefront of all storylines. <laughs> Starting Friday night, like we're watching game six of the Heat and Celtics. Like, yeah, that's all fine and good. Over here, we got a guy that got slapped on a veal. Yeah. Uh, different. Uh, definitely, yeah, a different definitely a different deal. But once again, it just speaks to the impact that the National Football League has on everything. No matter how you slice it, the National Football League, the impact, because that relates to fantasy football and everything. The NFL is king. So, so good. Uh, He's on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks. Find me over at Swollen Dome. And coming up next, as we continue here on Fox Sports Radio, we'll turn back to the NBA, the Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7. Start getting into the particulars of what we've seen in this series. And I don't know. Maybe we'll pull out a crystal ball and see if we can't get it right on Game 7. He's Bucky. I'm Mike. And this is Fox Sports Radio. Hey, welcome back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Again, it's Fox Sports Radio's 
Fox Sports Sunday, Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. As I recognize once again, one of the most difficult things I've had to do, and this is really uh, first world problems on a whole other level, with this uh, whatever you call this club thing I've got on my hand, is putting on headphones has really been hard. <laughs> struggling. <laughs> struggling to get things to turn the right way. But again, if that's the worst I'm doing... Uh, I've got a pretty good uh, run going on here. Uh, at Bucky Brooks on Twitter, at Swollen Dome, that's where you find us. Get in on the show. Anything we've said, you want to communicate with us. We've got some great feedback coming back off things we've said already this morning. We appreciate you hanging out and being active with the show. Later on tonight, we've got Game 7, Eastern Conference Finals, just the way we like it. We love the words Game 7. Uh, always excitement related to that. And, and this has been... A great, uh, if we were going to go into Gorilla Monsoon parlance, a great Donnybrook. <laughs> a great battle, right? Showing of intestinal fortitude. All of those things. Because, let's face it, the NBA season as it's related, we always talk about it in these terms for the NFL, Bucky, but it, it's a war of attrition. Yeah. It really is. And how much you can get guys back up for another game, right? The Heat forcing a Game 7. Tyler Hero has not played uh, for quite a while with a groin injury. Possibility that he's able to suit up, but we'll see at what capacity he'll be. We obviously have talked a lot about Kyle Lowry and how many minutes and quality minutes you're going to be able to get. Hell, his best play of this entire series was that defensive play when he was on the bench. Yeah. Everybody's seen that video now. Again, the integrity of the game situation as we've talked about, Bucky, what did he get fined for that? $25,000 for simulating that he was a defensive player as Al Horford went to take a three. Now, there's a whole other problem with seven-foot men, and obviously Kyle Lowry is not seven feet tall. But the fact that you have all these guys on the bench, if they stand up, they're literally six inches from the end line. That's yeah, a whole other problem. Close. I mean, they're, they're, they're problematic. They're definitely close and in the way, and uh, that, that, that can pose some challenges. For the guys that are on the floor, for sure. Yeah, that video was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, though. Uh, making the rounds, if you just do a quick Kyle Lowry search, it'll be the first thing that shows up in videos uh, on whatever social media platform you're using uh, of him simulating as if he's playing defense. I don't know what he yelled. I wish I could get the isolated audio. It's kind of like these guys do with some old classic rock songs where they strip it all down. It's like, here's the isolated vocals, or here's the isolated bass line. Check this out. You're going to like this little one that you never heard before. You know, that kind of thing. Same thing here. It's like, I want to know what Kyle Lowry said there. But either way, $25,000? Yeah, sign me up all day for that if I'm the Heat, if I'm going to gain an advantage like that. Uh, and I can do that multiple times over the course of a game. That was just the most egregious uh, to get pointed out. But for the most part, hotly contested games, even if – you know, we had blowout scenarios, and we talked about it a little earlier in the show, Bucky, of of that phenomenon in these playoffs of 20-point leads, and once a team gets on a run, the, uh no, here we go again feeling mm -hmm. that fans have, certainly the broadcasters. I don't know that any team of broadcasters in anything has had to prepare as much material for the fact that in the third and fourth quarter they might be talking about a guy's anything. favorite, uh, you know, lunch meal uh, in uh, junior high, right? Hey, what, what did mom pack you in your lunchbox? Oh, he told us. I mean, that, that's kind of where we've been at in some of these games. Hey, do we have anybody in the crowd that we can show for the hundredth time? 
Hey, there's DJ Khaled. Hey, he's finally not on his phone. Oh, yeah. I lost the bet. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where we're at. Yeah, Two and a half point favorites uh, are the Celtics. And, you know, as I disclosed Ooh. briefly earlier, I, I think they're the better mm-hmm. team, like in terms of all around talent. Talent. Uh, but, question. you you know, you can't measure heart. That old and, and cliche, but yeah, it, this is a cliche that has some teeth to it when we talk about the Heat and their defense and being able to step up. And Jimmy Butler has had several quiet games in these playoffs, but you go back to game six, and I, I wanted to get your take on this, which is why we, we circled to it here early, is the um, Udonis Haslam and other members of the Heat saying that they were motivated by Draymond Green when he, after clinching the Western Conference Finals, sitting there with Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal asked him the question about, mm-hmm. and he said, well, we're, we're ready for Boston. Yeah, they, 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 they pressed Draymond Green, having watched it that night, and Shaq asked him, he was like, oh, he gave the politically correct answer, like, hey, man, we just sit back, wait, we'll take whoever. And then he was like, Draymond, Draymond, don't give me that political correct. Keep it real. <laughs> and then that's when Draymond said, Boston, we can get ready for Boston. And, man, the Miami Heat had a lot of fun with that. Like, for a team that is already kind of like uh, cats that are looking to pounce, the last thing you needed to do was give them a little catnip, which is what they provide. He, the great Draymond provided a little fodder. There was a little catnip, a little something that they – I bet that was quickly printed – and placed on every locker, locker chair in the locker room. Pat Riley probably came downstairs and said a little something. Got a something. little speech, sure. But for Draymond, it's Draymond, yeah. right? It is now the character, or yeah. new media, yeah. as he likes to say, new media of what yeah. Draymond Green, Green, yeah. new new media. He's trying to that's right. Like, new, call new, it call it what you want. Yeah, new media. I, I saw that little brand building, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if he's going to decide new media. Uh, Newmedia.com mm-hmm. better have been claimed years ago, or we're all going to feel stupid. But the the idea is the guy's building his brand while he's playing. He's done a really, and good that's job all. It. It. But yeah. I mean, this is another example of it. Right, if he stays with the politically correct answer, I don't think he was, would ever have done that. Mm. And you can't tell me that you know there's not a wink and a nod from all those guys on the set to say, "All right, here we go, here we go." Right, let's let's get some uh, fodder because we're going off air. We're done. Right, their season is over. So now you have this, but bulletin board material in general is always a curiosity to me, especially at the professional level. Right, because we've had the Michael Jordan shots from the last dance of, and I took that personally. Yeah. Right, and always, and I get the feeling that I could superimpose the heads of guys like Jimmy Butler, <laughs> you know, perceived slights, real slights, whatever, that they take it to a whole other level. But I've always wondered how rare those guys were versus being able to really rally a locker room around something like that. No, there is something to that. We do take all things personal. I, I can I can say this. Um, you're always looking for something. You're 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 trying to see if anyone has either slighted you, disrespected you in any way, shape, or form. Whether that's um, a sports columnist writing something in the local paper, whether that is a uh, an opponent maybe doing something in warm up. Hey man, he walked by and he looked at me crazy, or he says something, or whatever. You're looking for something to give you just that extra little charge up. To do it, because for most of an athlete's life, 
He's always looking to defy um, the naysayers, the haters, as they say. And so, yeah, like all it wow. takes is a little bit. A little but, crack, but that's also little the, the Warriors have been playing up the, well, nobody expected us nonsense. Oh, yeah, the little engine that could. They're like, this is the perfect time to do it. No one but it thought, is the, no, but no it is the dumbest thing. No, no one they were 11 to 1 to win the title before the season started. How could you? They expect, had the fourth best odds. How could you expect a team that has gone to five finals in recent history to be right back there? How like dare this? you? How dare you expect <laughs> that a team. It has four four titles. Don't they have four titles under their belt? This crew, do they have four rings or it's three. three? They have is three. It three, right? Is it one three? and then how many times did they lost in the finals? Two, lost one, and then two with KD. Oh, uh, because this is four. This is where we start getting into okay. the, some of those uh, right. larger conversations. I'm doing my count right. I think I'm doing is my it? count right. Is it how many? Because I don't think this ties in with Magic. How many rings do they have? They can't. Yeah, they can't tell. No, it's, they can't. They can't. Say, he wouldn't surpass LeBron because that would be a bigger deal. Well, he would tie him. Yeah. Right. This would tie. So yeah. it would be a, a bigger talking point. But to that point, right? It's just that that you find every perceived slight. I'm surprised we don't get more run, Jason and I, for some of the hot take nonsense we spew. Like I, I guess we haven't agitated guys to the level of un- discomfort. Yeah. As we should. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little late. People hadn't fully digested it. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll just have to ratchet it, and it up. Po- and on the podcast, after they listen to it, they're probably too calm. To, you know, the, re- the reactions, they get lost in the Twitterverse. Or maybe I use too many, uh, you know, turns of phrase and pop culture examples that they just don't relate to. Well, I mean, maybe your Northwestern your Northwestern background goes over many of our heads. Oh, come on. Those, no, no, when you're no. making those takes, those How dare you? takes that we're just like, ooh. Can't get that. Missed that one. That might be it. Well, I've also told Scott Shapiro that's my next uh, my next iteration. I'm just going to say random stuff like a lot of others that mm. can't be right on any level. Hot take world. But it's just the hot take nonsense world because right. more clicks and yeah, you, uh, I'm going to guess if we compared bank accounts each mm, two weeks that you, there's a little larger. You care too much. You care too much about the feedback you want to be right you want to be accurate. Well, I don't care. You're, you're, well no i, I don't want to just say stuff to say stuff you're journalist <laughs> you're, you're big j journalism as uh, opposed to new media man well which is funny because i don't have the journalism degree so i can go be new media man i guess how about that yeah what's your degree in i got a ba and then i got an mba what's the ba though english and econ oh see that's why you're so good at putting your words together the Excellence of but, elocution. But, but English and econ, that's a hell of a collab. Yeah, I got problems. One was the, I love to write voracious reader as a kid, all uh-huh. of that stuff. And then as you got older, it's like, all right, it's the it's also the practicality and trying to set yourself up. And then obviously the sporting world. You're like a Look, I'd love to do more thought pieces on the economics mm-hmm. or whatever. Like a Shakespearean Bill James. No, well, that's the that's, <laughs> what, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you are over there. You're you're a combination of a Wordsworth with a mathematical background. That that is a lot. I might that have to lean into that a little more. That normally doesn't go together. No, you normally don't have the Wordsworth stuff and 
the other stuff. Like that's a that's a different thing. Like that that brain up there is a little different. Like left brain, well, right brain. That's, like they're always battling. Yeah. So it, it's, Armageddon it's, up in there between all, the dome. Well, kind of explains the voices <laughs> in my head. And we're gonna leave that right where it is. He's Bucky. I'm Mike. Let's turn it over to Ilo. Find out what's trending. Let's turn it right back to you. A Shakespearean Bill James. That was pretty that's good. Really like good. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear that one. Man. <laughs> I mean, there could be worse things to be called. That was pre- that was pretty good, that's Bucky. One of the, that's good stuff right there. All right, a Shakespearean Bill James. I mean, don't we all? It's hard to be the bard. It's hard to be the bard. It's out of uh, something rotten, the musical. Look at that. There you go. Now oh, it's hard to be on, see, on Shakespeare. See, here's too. the thing: you didn't need to tell me that. I I would have thought you came up no, with no, it's no, hard no. to be the bard on your own. No, it's a great song. I, I can't take credit for All it because right. it's one that's in the uh, right. the playlists of my mine and my daughters. Uh, and we actually went and saw a production of it here locally I a couple see. months ago, and they actually encouraged folks towards the end to start singing along. Uh-huh. And the fact that we knew all the words kind of scared the uh, cast. Yeah, no, I, I, I can understand that. So I, I, I see that. We're also going to see two Game 7s in the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs within the next two days. The New York Rangers forcing a Game 7 of the Eastern Conference semifinals with a 5-2 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes in Madison Square Garden on Saturday night. Game 7 will be Monday at Carolina in Major League Baseball on Saturday night. Padres led the Pirates 2-1. Top of the ninth inning with one out, but the Pirates had two men on. Key Brian Hayes at the plate for Pittsburgh. Here's the 0-1. Swinging a fly ball. Hit well out to left. This is deep, and this one is gone! Key Brian Hayes puts the Pirates up 4-2. And that was the final score of the call on KDKA. Mets over the Phillies 8-2, so the Mets now lead the NL East by 8.5. Dodgers won at Arizona 3-2. Mookie Betts led off the game with a home run is 14th of the season. Justin Turner had four hits. Los Angeles Angels catcher Kurt Suzuki is okay after suffering a neck contusion against Toronto when a warm-up pitch bounced off the ground and hit him in the neck. Blue Jays went on to win the game 6-5. Coming up today, the 106th running of the greatest spectacle in racing. The Indianapolis 500 green flag drops at 1245 Eastern. Scott Dixon on the pole. Then tonight in the NBA at 830 Eastern, Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Miami Heat hosting the Boston Celtics. Back to Bucky Brooks and the newly anointed Shakespearean Bill James, Mike Harmon. I appreciate that. That is a, that is a moniker I may put on a T-shirt and just wear it around, <laughs> just to confuse people. Um, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean Shakespearean. I dig it. All right, we got F1 from Monaco. We got some uh, dirt bike racing. We've got Roland Garros. We've got the Coca-Cola 600 later, the Indy 500, Game Sevens, Major League Baseball. We've got a lot of stuff going on here. But we talked about fantasy football a little earlier with Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham. I want to get into it with you again based on an offensive scheme and a coach telling you, hey, I might look to draft this player. Mm. Draft advice from a head coach coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Coming up in about 10 minutes from now, we've got to talk about it. The Lakers finally make a hire. A lot of consternation, a lot of vexation here in the city of Los Angeles. So, and a lot of love for the surname of Ham. Mm-hmm. But what is he? What is, what is he all about? And what does it mean going forward for the Lakers? We'll talk about it. 
because there's a couple of big things we're being deprived of based on this happening. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. We'll talk about that coming up about 12 minutes from now. But first, turn back to the NFL, and we talk fantasy football with Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham. Look, know your league's rules. Have the conversations. And then, you know, if you're going to slap someone, you know, don't don't make it a public thing, man. <laughs> I mean. Because it costs you over $100,000, and you made, you were made to look, look the ass. Uh, I think... <laughs> In The Wire, Omar said, every man got to have a code. Tommy Farm had a code that was I violated. think he just likes to pick fights. <laughs> I just think he's a, he's an unhappy, angry man, it seems, who gets himself into a lot of situations. Maybe he is in, maybe he's in the wrong sport. Ooh. Maybe he should have been a footballer as opposed to a baseball player because he has some aggression that he likes to get out, obviously. Yeah, there's a little bit there. Yeah. He got it out, though. Go back and be strong safety somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he got it He got it out. Running around screaming like he's Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. Before he hit you. Yeah, he got all right. it all out. But back to fantasy football. So, Frank Reich of your Indianapolis Colts, uh, he was on talking with Pro Football Talk uh, and talking about the game planning for this year's Indianapolis Colts squad now led by Matt Ryan. Still some questions and and personnel mm-hmm. decisions to be made in the receiving core because you don't have uh, a lot of established stars. And there's still a lot of players out in free agency uh, who may find their way uh, to Indianapolis. But this was what Frank Reich had to say. Quote, I was laughing with Senior Director of Football Communications, Matt Conti, coming in here, talking about Naheem Hines. And said, if I was a fantasy owner, if I was going to be in a fantasy league, I think I'd pick him this year. I think I'd consider drafting him. I think it's worth considering to draft for him. Uh, 40 receptions, 310 yards on 57 targets a year ago. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is going to be your bell cow. But when we look at the passing game and how some teams really utilize running backs, not only coming out of traditional formations, all right, here's a little swing pass to the outside, but also getting them into the slot, moving them around, et cetera. Hines is a guy that has been tagged the last couple years as potential breakthrough with Frank Reich's offense, and I like this knowing nod of, yeah, this he's probably going to see a lot of action for us. So for Frank Reich, based on his history, uh, the fact that he gave this one up so early disappointing if you're uh, you know well in advance of your draft yeah you, you don't like that you don't like the fact that he gave it he gave up the goods because now it's no secret it's not your hidden gem that you could scribble up so now you got to take them a little higher than you normally would because everyone is on it but I think what's Frank Lorick what Frank Reich has done he's kind of let us know that with Matt Ryan this is going to be an offense that is going to be a little more um I would say diversified in terms of where the ball goes because there's not an established number one, even though Michael Pittman will play that role. The ball could end up in the hands of anybody, the tight ends, the running backs, and those things because the one thing that Matt Ryan is going to do is he's going to chase and hunt completions. And so that's a team to watch. I think it's a team to watch. You talk about down the line when we talk about fantasy football, down the line, keep an eye on those guys that could be the latecomers that kind of help you in the middle of the season because you find out 
these guys are touching the ball a lot more than many of us expect. Well, and that's the big thing, right? It's touches, targets uh, is something I, I was doing a long, long time ago, and then it started to become the industry standard, not just mm-hmm. uh, for especially the, the running back position. How many times you're, you're touching the ball as a runner has really changed mm-hmm. quite a bit. Very few bell cows anymore. Yeah. But now we're talking about guys getting their six to eight, eight to ten targets per game as a you know change of pace guy or you know coming into a game maybe they're down mm-hmm. and starting to see a change and when we look at that receiving core it is Pittman Jr. Desmond Patman you got Alec Pierce out of mm. Cincinnati that they drafted in the second round Paris Campbell is still there if he can stay healthy Kiki Kuti like you've got guys that are good third fourth options yeah, but with health concerns, and then you mentioned the great Mo Ali Cox, just because we'd love. I mean, red zone production and the name. Red zone production, former basketball player that has kind of made his way to do it. Yeah, you you mentioned some guys. There's some guys there for sure. But that's just the question, right? You don't have a true number one. No, right? You have a guy in name in Pittman Jr. and now it's on Matt Ryan. Which let's call it what it is. You're not extending a lot of plays with legs to to be able to do jailbreak situations. No, he's in not this, in this kind of offense. No, nah, but what you lean on when you have Matt Ryan at quarterback as opposed to other guys, his uh, processing skills, his diagnostic ability is going to uh, a lot enable him to play faster than what other guys would do. So what he lacks in athleticism, he makes up for in wisdom, expertise, and the ability to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Offensive line, that'll keep him upright and a pretty good defense Mm -hmm. within division. We've got another story coming out of the division that we'll get into in the second half of the show. Uh, But for Indianapolis, you know, the battle at the top of the division, it's certainly there to be won. Uh, and that's why Ursay was so critical of some of the meltdowns mm-hmm. that they had with mm-hmm. Wentz. Whether you thought he went over the line and too far, uh, I'll leave that for y'all to debate. Uh, but it is a new season. He's Bucky. I'm Mike. Coming up next, Darvin Ham and the new look Lakers. Question mark. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Locked and loaded second half of the show begins here. Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon, Bucky Brooks with you. Marching band still down on the field. Celebrating all the big sporting events. Commemorating uh, well, holiday weekend. Schools finishing up here the next couple of weeks. Graduation ceremonies. And... Well, summer vacations. So if you haven't planned those, good luck finding your spots in your local uh, clubs and different, whatever your kid studies or practices, Mm -hmm. trying to find a slot here at the late hour. Otherwise, uh, just put them to work at home. Make them create their own Etsy store or uh, sell your stuff on eBay. (laughs) Uh, and have some fun with it uh, along the way. Whatever you're doing out there, thanks for making us part of your day here. Uh, and we, it's never lost on us. We truly appreciate uh, the platform we have here to try to entertain, inform, give some insights, maybe some fantasy football advice as we get closer to, uh, you know, we're inching towards training camp. Just baby steps right now, involuntary OTAs, but all sorts of things on the sporting map. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Indy 500, Coca-Cola 600. 
We've got action from Roland Garros. We we have a, an F1 race that's about halfway through right now. Perez up top, Verstappen, Leclerc in the top five as well. So some of the names you become familiar of. We talked a little F1 last week uh, and the rise therein. Uh, and it became a much larger topic mm-hmm. amongst a bunch of the uh, soccer families. Everybody getting into F1. Uh, I think it's the fancy cars. I, j- I just drive something to get me from point A to point B. That's just who I am, and like, that's how I'm always like going to be. You don't like the fancy foreigns? I, I just doesn't appeal to you? Just in general, it, it, I mean, look, watching racing or whatever is fine. But like when it comes to actually driving a car, I, I just need something functional. I'm, who am I trying to impress? I mean, I'm shuttling kids to and from events all the time, which means you may be eating on the run, not necessarily me, but here's your snack, and my kids are slops, right? So some residue showing up in there, mud from fields, whatever else. Like I'm not getting my car detailed all the time. Like I I got better uses for my cash. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at in all all of that process. Uh, And suffice to say, when we talk about – coaching changes everybody always wants the shiny new name just like a shiny new expensive car by the way the number of teslas on the road here anymore really confounds and confuses me proliferation <laughs> like they had babies or something <laughs> but the lakers hired darvin ham and watching the reaction and this has been out there for a few weeks as one of the front runners and certainly one that from some media reports was the endorsement of LeBron James. He certainly took to Twitter as quickly as he could mm-hmm. to welcome his new head coach, uh, former NBA player, long time uh, as a coach, right? They started with the Albuquerque Thunderbirds, um, later just called the New Mexico Thunderbirds, uh, and then it was an assistant with the Lakers uh, earlier last decade, Hawks for a couple years, and then since 2018 with the Bucks. So he's been in the locker room, understands what Laker culture is supposed to be, right? And was certainly there for some high times. And with the Bucks, obviously, they've won a title. Uh, so a player, as a player, he won with the Pistons. So like he's he's tasted championships. Mm-hmm. He's seen what it takes as a player, as a coach, and trying to push those buttons. So, you know, it, it really checks some boxes. Everybody always wants a sexy name, though. So I kept seeing big thought pieces, and I love my guys, you know, guys like Bill Plaschke of the L.A. Times, <laughs> my former colleague here on Fox Sports Sundays, you know, making the case for Doc Rivers. And, you know, I, I teased it ahead last hour of my lamentation for the ham signing. is isn't about him because there, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, in terms of him taking this job. But there's two things we're going to get cheated out of Mm. in this process. Mm -hmm. We don't get daily, I mean, really, daily monologues by Doc Rivers, especially if the team starts struggling and the excuse-making slash finger-pointing was going to start. And Smith and I talked about this a little bit uh, as Ham was introduced, uh, or I should say named on Friday. Obviously, the introduction still to come in the formal settings. But... The idea of Doc Rivers, and we talked about it a lot a couple weeks ago, Bucky. The I, I'm going to tell you, you know, how great a coach I am because look what I did with a terrible team. It's like, well, they still have to play. Yeah, right. You're not sitting there with a joystick, making things happen. Going, oh, look, I took this terrible team and I went and won the Super Bowl on Madden. You don't get bonus points though. 
No bonus points for taking a bad team? Well, but that's the question. How bad a team are they? Because mm. if you were to ask people what a coach is worth, right, in terms of a point spread game to game, negligible. In terms of a wins losses, mm. some would argue that there's not that big a big a juice. It's all about the roster that you've assembled. So even if we look back on, say, that team in Orlando and say, wow, look at some of those names, including an you know, end of end stage career. Sean Kemp. Mm. But you had Tracy McGrady. You had some big players and guys that were still on the come. Uh, and even if they didn't have the NBA careers that maybe you would have thought, at the time, it coalesced, it worked, and you had a 3-1 lead. And then you lost the 3-1 lead. Well, the players had to be good enough to get you there. Because you're not telling me that you schemed your way to all three of those series wins. I'm just not buying it. Right? So when Doc started to protest, like, hey, you know, I'm a great coach and giving me his resume, a lot of folks leaned on, hey, he's won a title. And I would say that you've got a lot of instances where things went awry with great talent on those rosters. And if he wants credit, he's got to take blame too. Yeah. Right? That's that's the hard part. Like yes. for all of us in our lives, we all want credit. But when something goes a bit sideways or even, mm-hmm. you know, south, if we're doing the old directional comparisons here and making South a bad thing uh, that the, uh, and and look, that was no way, shape or form anything other than uh, the euphemism that we use. Uh, but if, if we're going to do that guy in our own lives, we need to be accountable too and recognize sometimes it's on us. So we're going to miss out on those kind of monologues and back and forth with the media. The other thing we lose out on is all the speculation of, Hey, the raw, ro- the roster needs, you know, tremendous overhaul and nothing should be thrown out in consideration. Well, if this is the guy LeBron James wanted, that that ends the, hey, you can even trade LeBron James talk. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's out the window now. Until yeah. the trade deadline, if they're struggling, struggling terribly, and he begs to uh, to get out. And they de- agree, he, he, you know, the out. mutual decision to part ways. He begs out. Yeah, that'd be... You know what I mean? So, like, those are two storylines that are kind of gone now. So now it's the celebration of Darvin Ham as a first-time head coach, veteran locker room. Again, based on the reports we had, Bucky, that one of the guys standing for him pretty hard was LeBron. So, obviously, we know LeBron has sway, even if Jeannie doth protest a bunch about <laughs> the influence of the star players and clutch sports, that we, we know that. I mean, we all dismiss that categorically, right? I mean, we, we weren't buying that. But for LeBron James, if this was out of the group that was there, Terry Stotts, who I guess was asked, hey, would you accept a role as an assistant? Well, mm. you're not the guy. <laughs> and so, you know, professional pride comes in. He's like, no, I'm done. And that's the end of that. And that's the last we hear of Terry Stotts, at least for the Laker job. But for Darvin Ham, right, he's worked with a team that was a grinded out kind of team with those Pistons. Some of the same traits emblematic in that Milwaukee Bucks squad of just a couple of years ago with the superstar up top who who can carry your squad at times. And right now that's what he looks to inherit here with the Lakers, just with a lot of cap inflexibility and not a lot of room to make moves, right? You're looking at Westbrook with his $47 million contract, 
Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker did not develop into the player they anticipated. And everybody still cries about, oh, we can't give up that 2027 first round pick. <laughs> 2027. Like, really? Is it because you look at a whiteboard and you're devoid of these other picks because you traded away for Davis and to build this roster and you say we have to keep one because it's off in the horizon like a, a vacation that you scheduled to get you through the next three months of work? Is that is that what that is? Hey, it could be really bad, but you know what? 2027, we still have that first-round pick. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. Look, I think the Lakers' job is a tough one. I think it's a tough one for a few different reasons. You have an older roster. You have a veteran roster. And much like we talked about LaShawn McCoy uh, speaking out against Eric Bieniemy, older players are hard to coach, particularly those who have been superstars because they continue to view themselves and the game in a certain mm-hmm. light where they, their game and their look, their, their physical tools may not allow them to play like they once played, but they can't see it. And so – Sometimes when you're a coach and you have to deliver that those hard truths, there can be some pushback. There can be some blowback. And so management of people, communication skills, that would have been the number one or the top priorities for me on the tour. The other stuff you can figure out. But that stuff, man, it's essential that you have a sense of what you bring into the locker room. Yeah, this is the curiosity of with this roster and knowing you can't really make a lot of moves. Right, I've seen the, hey, Zach Levine would like to play in L.A. Great, is he going to come play for $6 million? <laughs> like, legitimately, that's all they can offer him for this year. Unless they really do something crazy with Russell Westbrook. Okay, but my thing is this. Who is going to take Russell Westbrook off of the No, but hands? that's the point. Right, I've seen all these crazy trades Because everyone's like, here. oh, we're just going to trade Russ. But who? In the last three years, Houston, Washington, and L.A. And we've seen those things. Who is going to take Russell Westbrook? And be, oh, you know, Russell Westbrook is the guy that we need. But, like, bringing him into this situation and argued it a ton and all season long, it's like if you are bringing him in, mm-hmm. he has to handle the ball, period. And That's LeBron has to be the guy to adjust, That's all which is always going to be That's the tough done. thing to ask. But that is what he's done for a decade-plus in the NBA. He cannot play another way. And now you're trying to tell him you've watched LeBron adapt and adjust and expand his game. And he's got to know it, right? It goes back again to control Frank Vogel and and the way that all operated. And you got your title, right? Mm-hmm. You can't take that away. No. But going into this season, expecting, hey, you know what? Russell's just going to completely change his game. Gonna he's going to fit exactly what we need to do. Really? No, like, it's not. It, like, so my thing is, they're crazy for thinking that it could change because at this stage of his career, and it's one of the difference between scouting college players and pro players, pro players, they are what they are. And you're trying to figure out, do they fit or not? It's not about necessarily looking at all their games. It's trying to be able to assess, do their skills fit in for how we want to play or what we're currently doing? That's it. I mean, that's it. And so now that you have them, now that you're married to them, Got to find a way. Got to get them dressed up. Got to get them ready. Yeah, I saw so many uh, fed into trade scenarios. I was like, okay, and and Magic Johnson. For as much as we we may clown uh, on some of his Mar- Twitter stuff, did them hard to Rosen. Well, there's that too. Yeah, okay, but but he he did talk about the the idea of re reshaping 
the the roster and you know the hard decisions that need to be made and how it's it's just not it's not as easy mm-hmm. as folks want to want to make it sound right it's you know whatever they're going to trade and th- and this is really the the crux of it was whatever they're getting rid of with Russell Westbrook and that contract mm-hmm. it's 47 million dollars of players someone else really doesn't want either yeah or or and this is where Look, I'll give him I'll give him the credit to add the little GM back into his name, if only for a moment. Uh, the idea that is, you're also potentially bringing back one or more players who you're now beholden to beyond this season. Whereas Russell Westbrook, you got one more year and then you get to rip the bandaid off. Mm-hmm. Versus what you may trade out for and to make a deal work because of the asinine NBA, our money has to match rule. Yeah, you may end up having to take on contracts of guys that are still going to count against your books for years to come. Yeah. Even if they're smaller ancillary parts to the deal that go away and they're only on your roster in name only to make the money work, it's yeah. still a problem for you cap-wise going forward. Yeah, down the line. I think this has to be the year where you just bite the bullet. You have to just sit, sit tight and give your books an opportunity to clear. Even though that is anti-Lakers sentiment, Lakers are kind of trade and fix it on the fly to rebuild on the fly. They may have to let it burn all the way down. No, that's it. I, reset, I think a lot of it is just going to be a lot it, of cross your fingers yeah, just and hope through. that your stars yeah. can play like stars. Don't commit yourself to significant money beyond this season. See what it looks like. And then that is how you build your team up and around because it's almost like hitting the reset button from a philosophical standpoint. Like, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to play. Let's now clear the books and start stacking the team in the way that we see fit. Yeah, the wishing and hoping that your yeah. stars stay healthy and maybe you, you mm-hmm. catch lightning in a bottle really seems Look at to Golden be the State. only way. Took two years back to now return to the finals. Two years they were out of the mix. Injuries certainly played a part in that. Lakers have been good once in a decade. I know, but... That's what you have I, to I like. I like on. that philosophically, and you were doing a good sell job there. Yeah. But I, I would not be doing my job as a little J <laughs> journalist here on Fox little, Sports little Radio, J, new, <laughs> new media. Yeah, if I wasn't new media here to point out where uh, the Lakers have made a lot of bad decisions mm. and a lot of bad roster constructions here uh, over time. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Garman. This is Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. You follow us on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. Read him, NFL.com. See him, NFL Network, FS1. And obviously, we're together here for four hours every Sunday morning, 6 a.m. Pacific till 10 a.m. Pacific with you. The podcast goes up after we're done, wherever you get your audio. Download it. Give it five stars. We'll love you forever. Fox Sports Weekends, Brooks and Harmon. Also uh, a country duo uh, that will be debuting maybe later on this year. Uh, as we flow. And coming up next, we'll turn our attention back to the wonderful world of the NFL. A big tryout that kind of came out of the blue. What does it mean? Uh, what are the, does it have any ramifications? We'll talk about it next year on Fox. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Grooving along with you here, Iowa Sam in for Chris Perfett. Great stuff on the tunes by, by both gentlemen today. Brandon Trufar, executive producer, keeping me on point. Isaac Lowenkron on the updates. That constitutes our team alongside me. I'm Mike Harmon. Bucky Brooks with me. Five years in the league, talent evaluator, scout, 
analyst now, NFL.com, NFL Network, his latest are up there. Also on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks, you can follow his exploits there. Get some words of wisdom. For me, if you just like nonsense, at Swollen Dome. That's what I'm all about. I mean, nonsense is good. Well, I mean, we need some nonsense. Every time, every once in a while, you need to pause and, and reset. Talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. The I, I've got a lot of things that are on hold right now because trying to type with one hand. Mm. And look, even if I use dictation software, I still have to do the corrections. <laughs> and I can't do them in the moment trying to do it with one hand. Like I, I, I guess I have to learn and force myself but I've just decided to take a bunch of random notes. And this might be the most legible list of topics I've ever sent you guys. Because I took a screenshot of a list that I wrote out to you and Brandon that, I mean, almost all of it is legible. Mm -hmm. Almost. Working with your weak hand, left hand. Well, no, no, no. This is my strong hand. See, this is where I got got the break. The break is in my right hand, and I'm a lefty. Oh, you're a lefty. Look at those hands. Exactly. You so I was at least smart enough to fall on the uh, the weak side. Oh, look at you. I didn't know you were one of those little soft arm, noodle arm pitchers. They had a little wow. little break, natural break to your ball because it comes so slow. You left-handers don't throw hard. They're so soft. Like, like, it's kind of soft. Yeah, but you know what the other point is? It's like, at least for me, like mm. I never, I was never taught how to pitch. It was go throw the ball, basically. Yeah, because... You, because but no no you're but wrong handed yeah well I actually was tied to a chair once at a school why you what? like that that just why as everybody yeah. looks up and says what yeah. uh evidently uh I Left had a substitute yeah double worship. yeah 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 so kindergarten substitute <laughs> teacher yeah 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 kindergarten substitute teacher comes in sees me writing with my left hand it's like we're not doing this and tied me to a chair oh. Tied my left hand behind my back. For your own good. Yeah, no, this was going to set me right. For your own good. I want to make sure that we get it. I don't know if it... I'll, <laughs> uh, look, when I when I get a little bit older and, and when I go to meet uh, the man at the pearly gates and he's deciding whether he wants to stamp uh, you talk, stamp you, of approval, or you, you uh, can talk to him about that little. We'll, we'll, you can talk no, to him no, about no, but we'll we'll talk about we'll find out whether that was, that theory was right or not. I guess is what I was trying to say. But uh, fortunately, unfortunately, my grandmother got sick that day, so my mom had to come pick me up. Mm. Almost would have had to sign her up for the uh, lights out fighting league when mm. she got into that room and found me tied to a chair. I mean, that would that I'm look. That's a tough one to. Um... Tough one to overcome, there. Uh, yeah, no, no. Ne- next, I got, I got stories for days, man. There's a book up here with all of the uh, trials and tribulations, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, some that's... learnings and uh, experiences along the way. Uh, but, but certainly, you know, you make the best of it, move on. But like pitching, right? You want to get through your core, right, and use your quads, your legs, your. Mm-hmm. You're all, and it's one of the lessons I'm trying to teach my daughter with her soccer kicks, right? You can have some power with leg, but you start getting your trunk through, right? Get that backside through, mm-hmm. and all that musculature, it's a much different different ball, right? Yeah. And velocity uh, and that strike. But I didn't learn that early enough for pitching, which is probably why my shoulder is a mess <laughs> as well, because you bought into the junk baller. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get 
get yeah. folks out. And now you're putting weird torque and twist on everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm a mess physically. Uh, and as you can see and hear it in my voice every once in a while, uh, the little cracks of little Mikey Harmon and some experiences <laughs> little may, have, may, may have shaped oh. the way he looks at the world. Little Mikey Harmon. I'd hug you, but you're not wearing pants. There is that, too. <laughs> at Bucky Brooks on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, we'll talk about the Raiders and the Kaepernick workout. But first, it's Isaac Lowenkron. He's got what's trending. Well, what's starting to trend, look, Bucky, you know you know, I love you and appreciate you. I mean, mm-hmm. in in addition, even if, even if the free donuts uh, were not part of the equation, wow. I still love, appreciate, and respect you. But moments ago, starting to trend, Bucky Brooks with the following quote, left-handers don't throw hard. Wow. Might I remind you of Sandy Koufax, Randy Johnson. I, I, it, was, was Sandy Koufax a hard thrower? I just said he couldn't be a good pitcher. I just said they don't throw hard. They don't throw fast, right? How about slinging Billy oh Wagner? Oh my god! Like, like oh I'm just, god. I'm just, I'm just saying. Besides Randy Johnson, who had accuracy now, issues for uh, part of his career, right? He did. I do remember John Crook going the up there. I remember well, John Crook. No, going that was going to be a strike, though. <laughs> when he blew that bird up, well, might have been a high strike, <laughs> but it was going to be a strike. High strike. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know it was kind of a. Uh, a, a while ago, but uh, just to confirm, Sandy Koufax did throw hard. So he he he, he did throw hard. He was he, he was a good pitcher, but he did throw hard. I, I okay. think I can objectively All say. Right, that. I thought it was placement. <sighs> what, what do I know? Ilo's coming in. That's it. At Isaac Lowenkron. <laughs> Back to you. Look at the anger. Oh my Come God. on in, if you will. We got a Donnybrook in. Okay. <laughs> ready to go here. All right, so. Here's this for a segue as I try and move on to another trending topic. So Sandy Koufax threw hard. He also threw fast. And speaking of fast, coming up short time from now, the 106th running of the Indianapolis 500. The green flag and the greatest spectacle in racing will drop at 1245 Eastern. Scott Dixon has the pole position tonight at 830 Eastern. Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Miami Heat hosting the Boston Celtics. Winner faces Golden State in the NBA Finals. We'll also have a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup playoffs on Monday thanks to the New York Rangers 5-2 victory over Carolina at Madison Square Garden on Saturday night. Game 7 Monday at Carolina and we also have a Major League Baseball game about to get underway just moments from now. It will be the Cincinnati Reds hosting the San Francisco Giants and one note from Saturday night happy to pass along that Los Angeles Angels catcher Kurt Suzuki is okay after he suffered a neck contusion during the course of Saturday's game against Toronto. He was catching a warm-up pitch between innings, and the ball bounced off the ground and hit him in the neck, but he's okay. Blue Jays would go on to win the game 6-5. to five. Back to Mike Harmon and, quote, left-handers don't throw hard, unquote, <laughs> Bucky Brooks. He took still, that one personally. Still, and I'm and I'm a right-hander. Still, yeah. still not too late to offer a retraction. I'm just saying. Back to you. You know what? Oh, I think Bucky, dear. your your retort is uh, the outlier scenario that I put up earlier, related to Tom Brady and the contract mm. uh, offered to Christian Kirk. Yeah, outlier. That you were generalizing. Generalizing. And obviously, yeah. there are going to be some exceptions and outliers. Exceptions. Right. The old English language exception to the rule mm-hmm. kind of way of thinking about it. See that that's teammate backing you up. That is teammate you. backing me up. That that is almost like um 
I've heard this, and we can we can find it. It's almost like they say, like, be careful drafting outfielders with light eyes if you're a team that plays a bunch of daytime games. Well, now that's interesting. Yeah, like blue eyes, like outfielders, sun. May mess it up in the shavy shade. I'm just, I'm just telling you that's, that's what I heard in this the that's, scouting. Now screen. that's an interesting data point. I'll have to look up the data yeah, on that one. I got daytime games like that because I'm a nerd that way. And I, like Josh I Hamilton back back in the day when we played for the Rangers and stuff like that, not being able to see the ball. Daylight. Iowa Sam, the floor is yours. Oh, just just jumping in on this topic. Is that? Do you think the the, the the lighter eyes, the blue eyes, and the sunshine thing is that like people with blue eyes like they can't take the sunlight? I, I guess there's like something that about the, more or something. I guess there's something about the harsh sensitivity, yeah. the sensitivity. And they pop flies, yeah, sensitivity, like being careful. much like our light skin. I, well, I listen. I I, I mean, think you I were can, just commenting about how red my face was. I know. Well, my earlier, face is always so red. Same so. thing. But I, you know, I'll, you know, sun will hit me in the eyes, and I'll be like, ah, uh, Dracula. Really? So like I think maybe there's a sun there. Vampire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just heard. I, I don't know. I'm That's not, interesting, I'm, though. That's interesting. not a baseball scout. I'm just you know, swapping war stories that I've heard. That's interesting. See. Scouting, bringing knowledge. <laughs> and that's one to grow on. There's no question about it. All right, one thing we've been tracking over the course of the week, uh, and normally we don't go into rewind too much, right? Try to mm-hmm. grab a story, pull it forward. And, and with this one, we can. But it's a workout that came together seemingly under cover of darkness. Uh, yeah. And then once we got a media report, hey, it was already done. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to a big buildup and the potential for well, for lack of a better term, the circus that happened the last time that Colin Kaepernick was scheduled to work out for then a collective of NFL teams. In this case, goes and works out with the Raiders uh, from some sources, arm strength, fine, uh, conditioning, good, uh, or excellent, I should say. I don't want to downgrade it, but that those were the things that stood out according to folks that saw it. For Josh McDaniels, he said, hey, Derek Carr recognizes it's his team. And this is where we're at. He signed a new deal. What was it? About 41 per. Mm-hmm. So in theory, yeah, security. <laughs> Maybe, sure. But when we get down to it, Kaepernick, after all this time, sig- no signatures as of yet. Uh, no real reporting. Obviously, Mark Davis a few weeks before had kind of talked about it. And, we, and we've looked at the Raiders uh, for a number of reasons where this would have made sense. You go back to the history of Al Davis uh, and and the way he operated the squad. The idea that you got a little Vegas misdirection and pun fully intended here with the idea of you've got so many scandals going on and investigations and questions about uh, fiduciary responsibility, the loss of all of those years of institutional knowledge with people that have left the organization this offseason. And obviously the ongoing John Gruden investigation as well. Mm-hmm. So you've got all of these things swirling and then, all right, we're going to bring in Colin Kaepernick from a financial standpoint. If they were to sign him, well, you would just start printing money based on jerseys, jerseys, t-shirt sales and everything else. But from a football perspective, other than saying, all right, change of pace, special packages, et cetera. I'm still left wanting, you know, what's there. You know, they, they kicked the tires, looked under the hood, and it seems if, if you had a great workout, you don't have, you know, world-beating backups on the squad, right? You made the trade to bring in, what, Jared Stidham mm-hmm. from the Patriots. 
Yeah. But behind Carr, you don't have anybody stand. And Carr, we can always debate how high highly you think of him. Right? For some, he's grossly underrated. For others, he's just nice and average and just happened to be uh, the beneficiary of a big check based on being a good leader in a tumultuous year for the Raiders last year. Look at you being kind of salty and pointing that out. But I mean, it's it's facts and evidence. I get it to feel good. Story. I say it without any, uh, uh, you know, prejudice yeah. or anything. It's just a, all right, what do we got here? And yeah. just trying to question, you know, yeah. what Colin Kaepernick is and what he can offer at this point. So here's the thing, because I think you have to approach this story two different ways. Uh, on the field, uh, he's a mystery. He's a mystery because he's been away from the game for five years. And in a league in which the average playing career is a little over three years, I mean, you're talking about almost two life lifetimes mm-hmm. of football play. Uh, you're talking about a, a quarterback who is mid-30s, 34 years old. I think that's what Kaepernick would be when we started the season. A guy who certainly had arm talent, uh, impressive arm talent, but really was an intriguing and explosive athlete that really put pressure on the defense with his legs and athleticism. After a five-year layoff, um, it's hard to expect him to be the same guy that we once saw in San Francisco. I think the comparison that we would have to make would be when Michael Vick signed with the Eagles after spending almost two years in Leavenworth and coming in. He even admitted, like, kind of feeling like his legs were not up under him that first year. Sure. At the time, I would say Michael Vick, I'm pretty sure, was a younger uh, version. And Michael Vick only missed, what, two full seasons before he came back? Now we're talking about five full seasons of missed time, missed experience, reps, uh, changing dynamics of the game. How up to speed has he been on the game and the changing systems and RPOs and all these other stuff that teams are doing, how quickly could he adapt and adjust to that? Then the other part that you have to worry about on the field, this playbook by the New England Patriots uh, that Josh McDaniels is bringing over to the Vegas Raiders is one that has a lot of complexities. And so for a person who has been out of the game for so long, how quickly could he pick that up? And not only pick it up, but how quickly could he learn the foreign language and become fluent in it. How quickly can he go to Spanish, jump into Spain, and then before we know it, he's in Madrid doing his deal, speaking, because that's what he has to do. an immersion process. I like it. So he has to to jump in, do it, and not only know the language, but as he's saying that, he has to be able to get the visual clues in his head for what the pieces on the chalkboard are going to be doing. That is a lot to ask for someone who's been out of the game, particularly someone whose game was more athleticism than – passing and arm and those things. And then the other part is like off the field. How comfortable would he be in the role of being a backup where you get minimal reps and opportunities and carries? But not only that, maybe minimal attention. You're supposed to kind of play in the shadows and assist the starting quarterback, not necessarily compete with the starting quarterback, not necessarily take away attention from the starting quarterback, but you just kind of are one of 53 just kind of hanging in the back. All of those things off the field have to be addressed to make sure that he's not only comfortable in the role that he would have to earn and and, and win a job for, but everyone in the building is comfortable because, you know, the media request and all this stuff is going to come in. How quickly can you squash that and say, all right, we'll have the initial foray of interviews. 
But after that, uh, he's a backup player, and we're not going to make him available for these interviews and pressers and those things. Well, for those unaware, back when he was the starter, he did his best to evade media responsibilities. I, I remember mm-hmm. the hoops I had to jump through to get up to a training camp oh, thing yeah. f- to to hear him. And mm-hmm. I asked a couple of pretty good, I thought pretty good questions. I actually got you know nods from the mm. local beat reporters are just like, mm. he's not going to give you much. Mm. You know, five, six word answers. And he, he was out of there in 10 minutes. And and look, I, I'm i not judging it. I'm just saying from a media mm-hmm. availability. Okay. Back in his history as a starter, he was a guy of few words. Yeah. So, so, so question so that, of the so change there and yeah. how much of a good or bad thing Yeah, that so that's is. it. And then it would be lost to me not to at least mention – it comes at a time where the John Gruden news comes out uh, about the stuff not being able to be held in arbitration. Right now it appears that it may go to um, the court and being able to see it. Yeah. And so is it a diversionary tactic? Are, are you trying to divert some of the attention see. because those things are coming or whatever? We'll see. We'll see if it plays out because it was just a workout. There are hundreds and hundreds of workouts done throughout this time of year to kind of position yourself a training camp we have an injury what do we want to look at all those other things and so we have to treat it as that it's a workout we'll see if it becomes a signing we'll see the next phase as it goes at bucky brooks on twitter find me over at swollen dome coming up next we turn our attention back to the afc south and a second year quarterback trying to make a huge growth uh in his decision making can he get there what have we seen thus far we'll talk about it next year on vox Hey, welcome back in. It's fine. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks having a blast with you this morning, moving so fast. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Remember to take a pause and remember why we get to celebrate. Have those beautiful barbecues and... Soccer tournaments and everything, the uh, things that so many gave their lives for and continue to give their lives for for us uh, here in the United States. I know there's a lot of battles and, and a lot of things that are imperfect. We, we recognize that. We acknowledge that. Uh, but remember, there's still a lot of great going on and the opportunities that we all have uh, to do great things. So go out and go 1-0 today. That's what I challenge Challenge everybody to do. Whatever that win is for the day, uh, go out and find it, celebrate it, uh, and enjoy your day off. Maybe you're going to enjoy an extra hot dog or two. I know Sam had the big story of tons of hot dog 
innards being sprayed all over. Uh, <laughs> did you see that story? That was earlier this week. I was driving oh, uh, yesterday, yes. and I heard them give it a quick nod uh, where a truck uh, had issues, and the bladder that included all the uh, the gooey pink stuff got spilled all Ooh. over roads, which is Ooh. not good for business. Uh, but it, it, it is what it is. Uh, just ponder that for a moment uh, as you go uh, and gluttonize. Uh, this weekend. Now, a uh, team that's hoping to feast offensively this year. I've mentioned Christian Kirk a couple times uh, today, and I'll continue to do so because I think he's wrongly maligned for well, accepting a deal that was offered to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we look at the Jaguars and the reboot, the resetting, and Doug Peterson saying that Trevor Lawrence making great strides to be more decisive. Mm-hmm. with the football, and that's where uh, the point of emphasis is, at least in early OTAs. We look at the reconstruction of the roster in the post-Urban Meyer era. Mm-hmm. I get to call it an era, even though it was only a week or two before uh, everybody was already jumping ship. I mean, if you want to call it an era, maybe we could call it a tenure. <laughs> I don't a know. tenure? <laughs> yeah, but tenure means you're sticking around a long time. Yeah, I, I fight I with know. friends about tenure. Yeah. And what it means long time because that that generally means that uh, at some point, and, well, yeah. that and you know you're you're kind of untouchable unless you really do something egregious. Maybe, Maybe if you get ten, if you get tenure in school, what does that mean? Yeah, can't get up out of there. Now now you can do a lot of stuff and yeah, you got a blank canvas. Just, just speak all crazy and <laughs> say say whatever. Once yeah, you, get it, you, you know, double check and make sure so, it's good. Then, so, yeah. so you got that. But for Trevor Lawrence, year one. Obviously, it's all graded on a curve, except that we had two games statistically that stood out, and they bookended the season. In between, a lot of chaos, uh, a missing, I think, key component to their offense when Etienne went down before they even started, at least in what Urban Meyer and that offense may have been looking to do. So you you work with the have worked with the squad and, and evaluated. Mm-hmm. These guys, you know, coming into year two, is is that the the biggest challenge for him? Is just uh, that internal clock of just knowing when to get the ball out and finding the read, or is there much more to it? No, I think it was a bigger thing. I think he played in a scheme that was a little faulty for his talents. Uh, I think the one thing that you'll see from Doug Peterson is he will make it quarterback friendly. So whatever they're doing from a playbook standpoint, it'll be easy for Trevor Lawrence to um, – understand, comprehend, execute based on the way that Doug Peterson typically goes about building his playbooks out. He really takes what the quarterbacks do really well, and he finds a way to kind of keep doing it and recycling it uh, with a couple different variances. But you'll see that. I think the other thing is you'll see an upgraded cast around him. Uh, We've been talking about fantasy football. I would look, I'll place big bets on um, the supporting cast around him. Namely, I would go with Evan Ingram first, then it goes – Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and then Marvin Jones. Those guys are going to get a ton of balls because you have a young quarterback. You want to put consistent pass catchers around. They're going to be in the same spot. So he knows. So it should be good for him. Ooh, I like that. Evan Ingram. This is the year I can finally count on him. That's what you're telling me? After all these years, Evan Ingram? That's what you're going to give me, Bucky? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Yeah, let's go. Final hour of the program here, Fox Sports Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. For our part, as the sporting day gets underway, F1 races, Roland Garros, 
Soccer on the pitch. Major League Baseball, a full day coming up. We already have a game in progress. I mean, really, just a lot of stuff going on. Racing, racing, and more racing. Coca-Cola 600 on Fox later on today. And then, of course, uh, the Indy 500, the Memorial Day weekend classic. Uh, salute to to those who, who've given all for us, their families, the sacrifices made. Uh, I know people quibble about the meaning of each holiday. And yes, Memorial Day, uh, we think of the lives lost, but we think of lives affected as well. So we, we wrap everybody as best we can in the big proverbial uh, station hug here from all of us uh, to give us the freedom to come on here and rant about pink hot dog goo and baseball slap fights over fantasy football outcomes, roster management, giving fantasy advice and the, and the like, uh, and that we can then go out and celebrate all the, the greatness that is around us. Uh, Bucky and I here in Southern California, sun's still starting to find its way into the morning sky. I know for some it's mimosa time and, and lunchtime on the East coast. Uh, as you get things rolling, wherever you are, thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time. Reminder, you can always take us with you on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM channel 83, and the local affiliates nationwide, numbering more than 400. Thank you to all of those program directors uh, for giving us uh, a slice of their uh, programming hours. And to you all, again, for making us part of your day wherever you are. We appreciate you. Uh, and that is not lost on us. Uh, Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks at Bucky Brooks on Twitter. Find him NFL.com, NFL Network. Find me at Swollen Dome on Twitter and Instagram. More posts to come. Lots more content forthcoming uh, as we get ready for football season and we get these reports out of OTAs, which will eventually transition into free agency part two, some roster and deck uh, chair shuffling and eventually into training camp. But today we have a game seven. Two of the greatest words <laughs> in our sporting universe. Bucky, it's unlike anything, right? We have it in the NHL as well. But a lot of eyes will be cast on the would-be superstar. And this is where I want to go here with, with the Celtics and Heat because Jimmy Butler's a guy that folks jump on, jump off. Jump on, jump off. It's a... Uh, Veritable highway or city bus, depending on what you're looking at here uh, when it comes to Jimmy Butler and his career, uh, often uh, derided for being too intense by some people. Is that, oh, he just doesn't relate to some of the younger players as if he were some, I don't know, me running around a locker room <laughs> going around, but a certain work ethic, uh, expectation for defensive effort, which mm-hmm. as we know in the NBA and and all the way through ranks, uh, hell, I watch it with my kids' soccer game. They There are some teams where it's, all right, we're going to try to attack, and we know we're going to need six goals because our defense is not very good, or our goalie is not mm-hmm. very good, or something that is, is going to be deficient. And certainly in the NBA, uh, that is one of the criticisms that you hear most often is defensive work and intensity over a full 48 minutes. But for Jimmy Butler... A trip to the NBA Finals, I hate legacy conversation, but he's just an interesting guy who's in no man's land, right? Because even with no championship wins, mm-hmm. you acknowledge Chris Paul at, for the player he is, or at least most do, Yeah, right? For 
Kyrie Irving. He has a title. Mm-hmm. A lot of other stuff going on, and and the conversations swirl all over. But champion and regarded as a top player when committed to playing basketball. Mm. For Jimmy Butler, there's a respect, and then there's a game or two where things go awry. In this case, you've got several where it's the uh, just he's not a super superstar. He's not a one. He's not that mm-hmm. not that guy. And then he has a game like Game Six. And suddenly he's king of the world again. So he's a guy that I think we we still have a hard time as a collective media, old and new, wrapping our hands. I love you, Draymond. Uh, wrapping our arms around Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I think there is um, different tiers in the NBA in terms of where we put players. You know what I'm saying? You have your tier one players who we can talk about Giannis and Jokic and maybe Luka and those guys are in that category. But then you have your tier two players who are like the stars of their team. They may not be necessarily superstars as we uh, use that term to define guys that are like those elite blue chippers. But Jimmy Butler is a really good player. And I think Jimmy Butler in this environment where he is in Miami is a perfect fit. And a lot of times what we do in scouting is it's not just a talent. It is how do the pieces of the puzzle fit together? And so when I think about Jimmy Butler's game, when I think of his mentality, I think of how he approaches the game and how he handles his teammates, there is no better fit than Jimmy Butler in Miami. And what we have seen, when the Miami Heat plays well, a lot of it is due to Jimmy Butler just being able to take it over. Now, it's not fair to him that he has to go big and darn near go for 50 points for this team to win, but this is where they're at. And based on the way that he looked, in games four and five, there is no way you could have told me that he would throw up that kind of number in game six. And so the legend of, I would say the legend of Jimmy Butler will be similar to the way that they celebrate Dwayne Wade afterwards. Because I think with Dwayne Wade, we could have that conversation similar, different. Dwayne Wade was a better player in terms of the legacy thing, but I think Dwayne Wade was a much bigger deal in Miami than he necessarily was around the league. I think Jimmy Butler is very much like that. It's going to be beloved there. Yeah, yeah. Beloved. Just, just trying to figure out where the different strata are, right? And and defining some of these terms that we throw around. I think we, we were talking about. I think we were talking about transcendent would be the de- defining term, meaning that you can take Giannis and drop him anywhere, and you're pretty confident that. What we see in Milwaukee, what happened in Phoenix, what happened in Chicago, what happened in New York, just because of the game and the talent. Um, we think about jo- the Joker. Same thing, you drop him anywhere. His talent is transcendent enough that no matter where he plays, he's going to be able to put his team in the mix. He's going to have the same thing. Just like LeBron, peak LeBron. Put him anywhere, like it figures out. He is the walking championship title contender. Uh, everybody's not like that and that's not disparaging those players that don't fall in that but it's the separation between what we call a superstar and a star there's there's a difference finding those uh differentiate differentiating points uh and winning and casts and what you need to get over the top for boston jason tatum the guy that roundly acknowledged you know as next right mm-hmm. when we start looking at his individual talent on both ends of the court and i think that's one of the big things that's one of the hallmarks of this Boston squad is for all of the accolades and, and the excitement of Tatum, 
uh, and Jalen Brown offensively. Mm-hmm. The fact that you had all five starters plus Derek White get votes for all defense NBA slots is is a big deal. And with obviously Marcus Smart winning winning the crown for this year. But the curiosity here is Williams in the middle physically, you know, what's he got left? Because it seems like he's ailing and trying to will his way through 12 points on five of seven, but limited to just 26 minutes uh, in the last game. You got Al Horford, the best defense, uh, is just sending Kyle Lowry, who's on the sidelines, uh, at him. Uh, He was one of eight. Uh, They'll need a much better effort out of him uh, in a game seven. And the aforementioned White had 22 off the bench. Well, you're expecting defense and some offense, but to need 22 and still lose. Like, that's the thing is that a lot of sleepwalking and some of the possessions. I. One of the things that you notice over the course of these playoffs, Bucky, some of the fundamentals things, and you and I have talked about this for weeks, but guys that get themselves in trouble and pick up their dribble. Mm. Like, what are you doing? Pick You're 30 the, feet from the basket. Pick up the dribble in the corner. Right. Is that, what, <laughs> wait, I was taught that at eight corner. not to do that. Run to the corner. But, that, you know, the thing about playoffs and, and that stuff is, look, the pressure, man, the pressure makes you revert back to a little leaguer. Um, it can be overwhelming in terms of just the way that uh, people respond and things that you talk about being things that we should know from Little League. Yeah, it still still shows up. And so the fundamentals always, 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 always carry you as far as you need to go. But sometimes those fundamentals are lacking and pressure makes you forget about the fundamentals. They had a big effort from Lowry last game, 18-10 assists. So... But game to game, questioning where he's at physically because the minutes at times have looked to be overwhelming. Oladipo has had some big games. He's also disappeared in spots, contributed on the defensive end a bit. Uh, still questions tonight as to whether Tyler Hero will be cleared, missing the last several games due to uh, a groin injury. Now, I picked up on the Celtics as they turned into the new year. New coach, learning, adapting. They had a little... Uh, skirmish and all this scuttlebutt in Boston of should we break these guys up? Call up our hotline now. Tell us what we should do between Brown and Tatum. They seem to get along just fine. Yeah, they do seem to get along And you got the agitator and and smart that can get things done. And Williams and Williams uh, will help help decide this. But I picked them in January. Even though they're on the road, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't know that Jimmy Buckets can carry this team. If he gets a a big effort like Bam Adebayo had – you know, seemingly a month mm-hmm. ago. All right, so that was only a couple of games back. But he's been Mr. Invisible. Like, that's he's, been he's the, the most key. curious he's, thing. He's the, he's the X factor, and the fact that they would win the other night with him having single digits and points, that is kind of miraculous because typically in these games, stars decide these games, even though we will talk about the role player having to play a key part. But in these games, you want to ride your stars. The ball should go to the hands of the stars nearly every every possession, and you leave it to them to determine the outcome of the game. The issue that you have with the Miami Heat is you need Bam Adebayo to show up. He needs to deliver 20-plus points. He needs to be a factor in this game. Since Williams came back, it is kind of neutralized. Not only neutralized, but he's really slowed him down. Uh, whether it's on-the-ball defense, off-the-ball defense, it's been an issue where Bam has not been able to kind of put his his stamp on the game. For the Heat to win Game 7, they need him to be a factor. Does he need to be the biggest factor? No, but he has to be a factor. And they also will need 
one of these other guys outside of Jimmy Butler to step up. Either Vio, Victor Oladipo, Kyle Lowry, um, Struess, somebody else has to emerge and give them some consistent production and scoring because they won't be able to do it with a one-man show because I can guarantee tonight the Boston Celtics are not going to allow Jimmy Butler to win the game by himself. Whether they double-team him, whether they knock him around and knock him down and all that, they are going to force someone else for the Miami Heat to deliver and someone else is going to have to step up and knock shots now. Prediction for the fight? <laughs> the fight? You think it's you think it's going to be well? Like, it's a knockdown drag out. There's a lot of physicality out. in the between these two teams. So this they'll is, actually commit to playing defense. We're talking yeah, about it. This we, is tough because everything about me, like growing up, I grew up a Celtics fan, but I've morphed into being more of a guy that really follows Miami Heat because of the culture and all that other stuff. Like yeah. I, I buy into it. Uh, the Celtics are the more talented team. If the Celtics play the right way, the Celtics should win. But a game seven where you're playing at home and the crowd is a factor, the energy that comes from the, the thing, I'll just say this. I think the Boston Celtics should win, but if the Miami Heat wins the first quarter, they're going to win the game. Yeah, I think I, I come down to the – I'm also looking at the show after the show. So <laughs> Which, after game seven, what do I get in the next round? Uh, the and Cel- I need the Celtics there. The, Cel- the Celtics-Golden State Warriors would, would certainly be a very comp- – I mean – very compelling series because of the way they play, the stars that are be on that major stage and that stuff. Can I can I get Draymond to quote me on that? Is that hot enough for mm. one of these guys to get mad at me? But can you imagine? Can you imagine? Is it a better series but there? Can you, but can you imagine? It might be better, but can you imagine the heat that will accompany the Miami Heat making the finals after Draymond said that or whatever? Like Draymond would be like, yeah, I said what I said. Like, No, I mean, him, it, it gets a little extra yeah. juice. There's no question. I mean, and these guys do play with a chip on their shoulders, and, and you have to. And that's been Jimmy Butler's M.O. forever. So mm-hmm. we certainly know that, and he's going to charge everybody full price for coffee. You're mad about the, the big face coffee thing. No, I love I, big I, face I, coffee. I want a shirt. Yeah, I just I, 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 think, I would sport I that was, all over the place. I give him credit for being an opportunist. Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, what are we lacking in the bubble? Oh, we need coffee? Let me call my friends down in Miami. Are you kidding me? That, is, that yes. is one of my favorite stories to emerge out of the bubble and that and it still fact, exists. And the fact that he was like, oh, no, no discounts. <laughs> no discounts. These guys are all anybody. millionaires. No, <laughs> no, 20 bucks. No discounts. No. Nah, everybody. Don't tell me you don't have change. God, 20 bucks. Because that's the old move folks would be yeah. running around with. Oh, all I got is 100. I don't have Man, a change. 20, 20 bucks for a cup of coffee. Hey. Holy smokes. Desperate and times. I like a nice round number. You being the... Econ, half econ major. Like, that's... Supply demand. That is a nice number, nice round number. No, but that's it. What do you carry? What do you get out of the ATM? Yes. All 20. Unless you're a guy going and saying, yeah, I want to choose my bills, and you're picking a bunch of 10s. I love it. You're getting a stack of 20s. Yeah, I love it. I like it. Although, I guess if you go large, you can just say, I want all 100s, and then you can play that game. But Jimmy (laughs) Butler is going to say, I also take Venmo and Zelle. And any other electronic, you want to send me some cryptocurrency, you can do that too. I just want your 20 bucks. Give me the 20 bucks. Yeah. See, it, it works. It did work. It did work for sure. I get it. Yeah, because it also allows me to just get my uh, thank you uh, for all the roles from Ray Liotta because Jimmy Butler's very much a blank you pay me kind of guy. <laughs> He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. We stay in the NBA. News of a would-be superstar cleared for all activity, but also is he cleared for a max contract? That's to be decided. We'll talk about it next year on Fox.
Greetings, welcome back in. It's Fox. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Sports Sunday here at Fox Sports Radio. Mike Arm and Bucky Brooks with you. Final hour of our show today. Steve Hartman, Rich Hornberger coming up about 35 minutes from now. Steve should come sprinting down the hallway any moment now to tell me I'm wrong about whatever it might be. At Bucky Brooks on Twitter. Find me at Swollen Dome if you want to tell me I'm wrong about something. I'm happy to hear it as well. How about this story from the NBA? Just days after we get the report that Zion Williamson, recovering from the fifth metatarsal injury. I have the fifth metacarpal injury, so we're kindred Mm. spirits uh, to some degree. He had much more uh, severe injuries and and damage than I did, but that he's at a point where he's been cleared to resume all basketball activity. It's great. Right after the season ends, move away. A lot of hope for New Orleans. They saw some good things. Brandon Ingram as their leader. There's a lot to like about the roster being built. Now, Zion Williamson asked in in recent days about contract extension from the offer coming from the Pelicans. Of course, couldn't sign it fast enough. Of course, that's always the presumption of max contracts, much like quarterback contracts of, hey, the next one is going to be larger than anything else you've seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not always going to be the case. Uh, This one from Brian Windhorst over at ESPN. From what I've been told, the Pelicans at this point are not willing to offer a full five-year guaranteed deal. A lot Mm -hmm. of it flowing down from the ownership. Uh, Gail Benson, also the owner of the Saints. Uh, They're going to take a football-style, Saints-style mentality with this contract negotiation. They'll offer them a huge contract, but will not guarantee Mm -hmm. all of it. Now, the projection is 182 to 195 over five years. Uh, That nonsensical all-NBA team clause Mm -hmm. exists, which I think is the dumbest thing in, in anything that's been collectively bargained. And that says a lot, considering some of the concessions made by NFL players in the past, given the large strata between players at different ends of their career. Uh, the NBA normally uh, has, has some you know, some more teeth. Major League Baseball, historically the strongest. But this one, the fact that you're tying contract numbers to whether a media person votes you into an all NBA slot is just the dumbest thing uh, possible. All respect to the media that are voting. Even if you gave Kyrie Irving a third all NBA slot, hi Jalen. But Mm -hmm. you have the idea of this large contract for a guy that went on the court is as explosive, dynamic, exciting, all of those things. You know, when you want to say who's next, it's, hey, there's a lot to like about Zion. Personality, obviously the pedigree coming out of Duke for that year, 
and and all the legend that had been built up. And when on the court, he's been a pogo stick, right? 27 mm-hmm. points, the ridiculous verticals, uh, and a highlight machine for all of the social media platforms of the NBA. I mean, he's great for business. There's no question about it. But at this point, given the severity of the injuries that he's suffered, Bucky, it's it's awful hard to say, all right, here's a guaranteed contract. Because that's that's the difference when we go from baseball and basketball to the NFL. I like it in theory, but there's no you know, way. do they get an impasse on this? Yeah, there's no way you can pay him that kind of money. There's no way you can give it up. I mean, he's talented. He has everything that you look for in a, a dominant uh, player. But the injury history is significant. I mean, you kind of number missed games that he's had in his first two to three years in the league. It's just hard to say, hey, I'm going to guarantee that because – in the NBA, where those things are fully guaranteed, man, you just, I mean, it, it crushes you when you have your best player on our unavailable. And so, yeah, I understand that. And I think you have to kind of put a line in the dirt when it comes to that. You just got to put a line in the sand and say, hey, man, we can't do that right now. We can't. We can't I'm, make this happen. I'm wondering if they play the game. And we were talking about contract extensions for Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson on the NFL side of things. I'm wondering if you don't do the the process of fine, you play out this year and hopefully you're able to play out this year. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not going to give you a contract now when you haven't been on a court for over a full season. But the idea that you let him play through, let him go to restricted free agency and let somebody else set the market. Yeah, maybe. And then you have the right to match it. Yeah, maybe. Right? If you decide, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, at the whatever yeah. range that falls into is within your planning stages as opposed to maybe betting against yourself. Yeah, there's something to that. And then, you know, whenever you you run the risk of like those poison pill situations where, you know, another team puts something in there that kind of messes up the way that you want to operate and do business. But yeah, like if you're not going to be all in on a player, yeah, that's, that's something that you have to consider, something you got to look at. Yeah, it is just a, a curiosity. Like this is one where – the the business side of sports really gets gets entertaining because you recognize what a star he could be, but those pesky injuries, right? Those pesky injuries, because they're not little things. And we go back to Anthony Davis during his time with the Pelicans, and while well, he was 18 months out mm-hmm. of the contract when he said, I'm out, oh, and I want to go to Los Angeles. Yeah. And after a lot of uh and, and you know, and, and players players kind of have they 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 want to do it both ways, right? They want to be able to get the big contract, get the money, and then, oh, by the way, I'm not happy. I would like <laughs> to do some other stuff. No, sure. I mean, we've seen it a number of times. Players get get a big deal, and then four to six months later, it's like, you know what? This isn't working, mm-hmm. and I want out. It's like, well, what substantively changed other than the electric transfers of sizable amounts of money? Yeah. Into your bank account. Yeah. So, yeah, curiosity. Well, I mean, obviously it's all a strategy and all a game, gamesmanship one way or the other. But um, a guy I'd love to see back on a court, I can tell you that. Uh, and when we saw the rise of the Grizzlies with Ja, if you could get Zion back on the court with that squad, two young teams with young superstars who embrace the media side of things. And Ja certainly – is not afraid of smoke in the social media sphere, so the two of them could set up uh, a fun thing on the next phase, right? Because we're always looking for next, especially as we continue to add years on the calendar 
for some of our favorites. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. Uh, coming up next, uh, we'll continue back to the NBA and the Golden State Warriors, Draymond Green, bulletborne material, and all of that fun. But first, it's Isaac Lohenkron. Who's got the latest of what's trending in our sporting universe? Fellas, we are just 13 minutes away from the green flag dropping on the greatest spectacle in racing, the 106th running of the Indianapolis 500. Scott Dixon on the pole. Formula One, Sergio Perez won the Monaco Grand Prix today. And by the way, guys, among those in attendance, a famous sports celebrity. I'll have you guess who it is, but first here's a hint. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. How about that? Look at that. So I didn't know he was a Formula One fan, but uh, yeah, Cowboys owner is Jerry Jones. Is that part of a play? And and Bucky, uh, feel free to uh, mm-hmm. tell me if this isn't more than just a rhetorical question. Uh, with F1 coming to Las Vegas, is that uh, Jerry Jones saying, hey, we'd love you in Dallas Absolutely. at some point, too? Yes, Absolutely. yes. You know, man, man loves a little cash now. Unfortunately, Jones felt the cars were going too fast today. Settle down just a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I couldn't resist. Am I still online? Okay, I got to stop. I got to stop. I'll you move can on. come and see my monkeys. <laughs> I'll move on to the NBA, where tonight at 8.30 Eastern, it'll be Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Miami Heat hosting the Boston Celtics. The winner faces the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. In the NHL, Toronto Maple Leafs forward Jason Spezza announced his retirement today after 19 seasons. One game going on right now in Major League Baseball. The Cincinnati Reds have a 1-0 lead over the San Francisco Giants in the top half of the fourth inning. Back to Bucky, and uh, in case you're just tuning in, the recently anointed anointed Shakespearean Bill James. Yeah, that's right. A man of many interests and uh, limited talent. Uh, But here I am with you here at Fox Sports Radio. Thanks, Ilo. Uh, At Isaac Lohenkron, where you find him on Twitter. Uh, That nickname bestowed to me, upon me, Mm. by my good pal uh, and my tag team partner here, Bucky Brooks. Thanks, man. Uh, You're welcome. I I noticed that Isaac didn't use the left-hand soft tosser that I also threw out. He elected to go with the <laughs> Shakespearean Bill James. But, hey, uh, to each their own. Everybody likes. Sandy Koufax was a great pitcher, <laughs> but did he throw hard? I don't know. You, you can go check the videotape. <laughs> I'm going to check the podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> you can find the podcast coming up a little later, uh, well, probably about 45 minutes from now, wherever you download audio. Uh, four hours of audio goodness. Uh, go to Fox Sports Weekends, Brooks and Harmon. Download it. Give it five stars. We'll love you forever. Uh, send it in an email. Send the link to your family and friends. It's a great gift opportunity. And you can say, hey, I got you that Father's Day gift a couple weeks early. You still mm. have to show up with at least a six-pack. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't forget Dad. Don't forget Dad. Dads need love, too, on Father's Day. Yeah. It's really important. Just saying. I mean, because there's a lot... You know, a lot of billable hours and a lot of commercials about Mother's Day. Just trying to make sure that the the dads out there get a little bit of love, too. I like how you say the billable hours. I like. Well, it's a lot of effort put into those ads and merchandising and marketing campaigns for Mother's Day. So on behalf of the the good sponsors here at Fox Sports Radio, I mean, fly, you know, some of their wares. Go and uh, pick up some extra. 
mm-hmm. for dad, grandpa, uncles, whoever's got that father figure role in your life, show a little bit of love. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe yeah. it's a teacher. Show the teachers a little extra love these last couple of weeks of school. The link to Fox Sports Radio. See, and arguments, cogent arguments, and things you can bring into a classroom to spur on debate. No question about it. So the Golden State Warriors, here's Draymond Green with the TNT crew going back off of their Western Conference win. You're asking me who I want to play. I'm going to tell you who I think we're going to play. We're going to play Boston. That's who we're going to play. In other words, blank you, Heat. What that? He said the same thing without, you know, he just changed mm-hmm. just changed the question to make mm-hmm. it a little more uh, socially yeah. acceptable. But we all knew what he was trying to say there. Game seven later on. But these Warriors, that nucleus, and, and we've talked about it a bunch, Bucky, through the year when you talk about Steve Kerr and that core three, and now you add some of the young talent, Looney and Jordan Poole, um, most specifically. I mean, think about all of this with Clay Thompson coming off a huge injury, Steph missing time, Draymond missing a bit of time, mm-hmm. James Wiseman being a non-factor, right? A guy that yeah. was a top pick after that that last play season. So you go all the way through and to watch this run and to get back on top, you know, there's no underdog story here, right? They were one of the favorites. Uh it is sad that in the betting world the Nets and Lakers were ahead of them. That says more about our tendencies. Star loving star, star and everything loving. else. Yeah. Uh, and people that are just, I'm going to bet this team no matter what, right? Because for many, many years before their World Series victory, the most heavily bet squad early on was the Chicago Cubs. Because this was going to be the year. The fates had to align. Finally, it was going to be their time. So there was a lot of money made. Uh, and that's why they don't build a lot of La Quintas uh, on the strip in Las Vegas, as my old friend <laughs> and partner on on the uh, Fantasy Freaks, Peter Burns, used to say. They don't build a lot of La Quintas, uh, so that's what you have to uh, recognize when Vegas is telling you something. But the Warriors expected to do well, and we've watched the next iteration and the pride and I guess a little bit of the chip on their shoulder and enjoyment, right? Not that Steph didn't always dance a little bit, and do a little of the the extra motions, but it seems he's embraced it a little differently this time around. And Draymond, whatever it is, talking to his kids, remembering what the good old days used to be, maybe spurred on uh, to get another title and to get back into the stratus, you know, that upper stratosphere ahead of a burgeoning quote new media career. Mm-hmm. What, whatever the motivations are, uh-huh. we're at a point where they're waiting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and we we start talking legacy, dynasty, and all of those things. But the unselfishness stands out in all of it. The extra passes, the offensive flow, m- marked with some good team defense. So let's face it; these guys have been through the the battles. Uh, nobody sells a foul that never happened better than Draymond or Steph. Oh, absolutely, and they've done it for years, Clay or whatever. Like they they found a way to. Make sure they maximize their free throw opportunities. Uh, some would say that they've watched a lot of Premier League soccer over the last decade to make sure that they've honed some of the flopping that we may see. Oh, yeah. Uh, but there's some other NBA players that are obviously uh, Premier League fans based on the amount of flops and stuff that we see. We'll see a ton of that. Well, some of Marcus. our investors. I mean, LeBron, yeah, LeBron showing up all suited up for the final yesterday. Absolutely. LeBron, that's, that's what he does. I mean, he has plenty of time to down the playoffs, so you might as well go there and make a in-person 
Visit to well, check, go on check his in on investment. Absolutely, <laughs> investment. Um, I, I'm actually in the middle of reading LeBron Inc. I mean, it's been very successful. No, no, there's no question. It's very successful. Everybody um, wants a piece. Yeah. There's no question. It's an, a burgeoning empire. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just fun to watch this run, and at least in the moment, right? Because remember how quickly they became hateable. Oh yeah. In that first run, what did it take? About 18 months. It didn't take long. Like that I mean, first season and then into the second? Uh, it, seem, it seemed, it appeared right after the decision that they were the hateable squad, you know? Yeah, so we, we look at... I mean, but of course, if you're going to say not five, not six, not seven, I mean, <laughs> that, that will kind of put you, that'll kind of put you under the scope. You, you know, know what? That, that always goes back to... You know, for me, LeBron, the only, the only thing problem I had, we mentioned Dwayne Wade a little bit earlier when talking about uh, Jimmy Buckets, is you guys went out of your way to become the villain and then got all soft about it when people called you out as the villain. Yeah, they didn't. Getting they all didn't. crying and stuff. It's like, what did yeah. you think was going to happen? Yeah. You did this rock star entry thing bigger than any all-star game kind of setup. You did the decision. Mm-hmm. For Again, the boys, for the boys and, boys and girls, girls club did did well in that. Don't want to discount that, but you still did that, and and China, changing the game and and I look, I got I embraced all of it. I'm like cool, but then once you're the villain, you got to know you're the villain. Oh, you you have to own it. You have to wear black. Uh, I want to say that came at the time where he had the the mask. Didn't he wear have the? Wig? He had to do that for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you're really villainous. Yeah, he had to go through That's that. That's a piece for a of memorabilia bit. I'd like. Yeah, he had to go through that for a little bit. But yeah, you're right. Harmon, you're not wrong. I'm with you. You're right. He no, did. I'm. I'm ex- yeah, if you're the villain, you got to be the villain. No, but I'm excitable to see this iteration. And, you know, I, to go all Draymond Green, the Celtics, uh, in, in a battle, because uh, I think it would be a better seven game series. But either way, the fact that we're already at the NBA Finals shows you how quickly time passages. Mm. Time passes. I tried mm. to get a song title in mm. uh, and butchered the English language in That's the okay. process. That's all right. But it, it was a um, well, it was a good effort by me. Uh, he's Bucky <laughs> Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon here at Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. We'll close up shop, turning over to the NFL. Uh, Jerry Jones had some news this week because he made a statement about one of his receivers and also a turn up to San Francisco, right? This really ties together with something we talked about earlier in the show, but we got to advance the story. That's next on Fox. Hey, welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Yes, Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon. 
Bucky Brooks finishing up our four hours here, Fox Sports Radio. Happy Memorial Day weekend to y'all. Get out there, uh, celebrate the day off. Remember why you got the day off. Uh, make the most of it. And uh, as we say, go one and zero today. Go make it uh, as good a day as you can. Enjoy some sunshine. Enjoy all the sporting events because I don't even want to list them because that'll take us to the end of the show, uh, Bucky, with the amount of stuff going on here. Uh, we'll start in Dallas because you heard Isaac Lohenkron, uh well, in the F1 race in Monaco uh, that Jerry Jones attended. But he had a line telling the Fort Worth Star-Telegram's Clarence Hill Jr. that he expects C.D. Lamb to be an upgrade over mm-hmm. Amari Cooper as their top receiver. Jones referenced his contributions, quote, with his production in the huddle and off the field, unquote, as areas where he's confident Lamb's going to turn into an all-around number one. We're talking fantasy football to start things. Jock Peterson, Frank Reich. Now Jerry Jones trying to give you a little bit of love. I can tell you this, C.D. Lamb was a bit of a disappointment for fantasy owners a year ago. Yeah, no, I look, I, I concur with Jerry Jones on this. I think C.D. Lamb is going to be uh, phenomenal. The reason he's going to be phenomenal is because I think he has the versatility in terms of being able to play multiple spots. He can play outside at flanker. He can play on the backside at X when it's the strong side of the passing game. He can play in the slot. He's an outstanding catch-and-run specialist. When he gets the ball in his hands, this guy makes magic happen. He's improved as a route runner, and because you removed Amari Cooper, uh, all the balls were hit in his direction. Uh, And looking at the numbers, I saw that the range of targets for number one receivers around the league has typically been between 146 to 191. That was last year. The top 10 in terms of top 146 to 191. If you just think about a reasonable catch rate, I think you can envision C.D. Lamb having about 100 catches. If you go through his averages throughout his career, he's averaging about 13.2 yards per mm-hmm. catch. Also, I think you can make an estimation that he's going to be between 1,300 and 1,500 yards. Ten touchdowns is about the pacing that he would have. Those numbers traditionally would get you not only in the top five, but some years you will lead the league when it comes to receptions and those things. My estimation, I think he has an opportunity to be a guy that vies for the Triple Crown, much like Cooper Cup did last year. Look at that. I dig that. 11-02, six touchdowns a year ago. And when I say underperforming from a fantasy perspective, it's not an aggregate contest. <laughs> It's a week-to-week. It's a week-to-week league. No, it's a week It's, it's a week-to-week. Week. I, no, I, I, need, I need my stuff. I want my stuff. So, I get what so you're saying. So saying, hey, I, I got this saying. guy at the end. That's great. It's like, <laughs> what did he do on a given week? He had six for 52. Okay. That's not number one stuff. That just Co- means he stayed healthy and, and averaged just 60 yards a game. I want Cooper Cup production, and I want it right now. That's what you're saying. That's what you tell us. Is that wrong? Uh, San Francisco also. uh, Trey Lance uh, telling reporters, hey, you know what? I had an issue with a finger which affected me. Why are we fine about this now? As we get ready, Jimmy Garoppolo still uh, on the squad but on the shelf. And there's been so many reports on Trey Lance at this point. Anybody who's seen him throw a pass in that organization at a practice field with a – a drone going over a practice field has seemingly chimed in on whether Trey Lance can play football or not. But why am I just finding out about a, f- a finger injury? Well, they have to be careful because if he's putting this out there and it didn't appear on the injury report, you know, that's an issue. 
You know, you can't have Is it. that like Kyle Lowry playing uh, mm-hmm. defense on the sideline? Hey, here's a $25,000 fine. Mm-hmm. As we get get back into my uh, tongue-in-cheek slaps at all the leagues regarding, quote, integrity uh, in all of the reporting <laughs> on on stuff. Because, like, you know, we let's call it what it is. You know, these bench violations. When you see the video on some of them, it's like, no, they're, they're simulating defenses uh, and such. In the NFL, with... And Joel Embiid and the injury mm-hmm. report that, that we saw. Very minimal fine uh, when it came down to it. And then you have this issue with Trey Lance. Yeah, that is, that is a point to be made, right, Re- regarding what was on reports, what was not. Just from a larger, all right, now it's excuse-making season. Hey, this is why things didn't go as accelerated as you should. And, and now you feel compelled to say that? Because you know what? If you told us you were hurt in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, every, everybody's going to give you a bit of a pass, especially if there's a guy on the roster that's still a capable quarterback. Yeah. Now he's coming off a big surgery, and we're going to get an excuse-making as you are now the only guy taking first-team reps? That's bad. <laughs> I mean, it is bad. It's not, it's, not, it's, it's, not, bad look. it's not great. It's certainly not great. I agree with you there. <laughs> but I appreciate him telling us now, so maybe we have a little more information as we're judging and evaluating his season. But ultimately, Trey Lance has to perform. If he's going to be the guy, we need to see it, and you see it right now. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. Thanks for hanging out with us over the last four hours. We've had a blast. Uh, find the podcast wherever you get your audio downloaded. Give it five stars. We love you forever. Stephen Rich coming up next here on Fox. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.